2: better take me up to that apartment that you clearly cannot afford being a mailroom
3: clerk and even though I left my boyfriend in the big city just to come back here to my hometown and milk cows you better sit me on the couch because you know what happens next we about to watch a rom-com
1: Tuning into Romancing the Pod, you had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And
3: this week, Paige made us watch The The Photograph. So, Paige, why did you pick this movie, and have you seen it before?
1: I had not. I pulled a Todd. And I read the synopsis and thought it was going to go one way, and it very much did not go that way. Really? I called this movie seven minutes and 40 seconds oh, into Oh, no, no, no. Seven minutes into the movie, I figured out what was going to happen. Yeah. and I. But in reading the synopsis, I thought it was kind of going to be a little different. Um, but I wanted to pick something current, Because everything we've done is 10 years or more older, for the most part, with the exception of uh, what men want, which was kind of pre-COVID. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, what's something that is like the most new or whatever? And snaps sounded interesting. I think one of the biggest problems with this movie, (laughs) aside from some pacing for sure, is that they have one love story that is super interesting and intricate and is basically the notebook with some changes. Without the murder-suicide at the end. Without the murder-suicide at the end. Which is... The best part. (laughs) I mean, uh, but then they try to equate that to a modern love story that I don't think they really had figured out. And so they're trying to place them on equal footing. And I think the modern story is struggling and not really as captivating as the previous one. And I thought in reading the synopsis. That they were gonna like back and forth it the whole time. So yeah. we were kind of seeing the past story as we're seeing the modern story walking those same steps. And it sort of sets that up in the beginning of this movie yes. too. Cause Paige, I had that exact yeah. thought. I didn't read the synopsis,
3: obviously. Yes. But I feel like what you're describing is what the first maybe half of the movie
1: was. And then it changes. Right. And and the last like 20 minutes of the movie where they go to New Orleans, what I really wanted was to see that. Intercut with the past version also going to New Orleans. And I think the movie felt like she needed to know the whole backstory before she went to New Orleans. And I think that ruins the pacing of the movie a little bit.
3: Well, see, Paige, the weird thing is I think she did know the entire backstory, but they didn't show that to
1: us. Right. Because
3: she had read that letter multiple times. Like, I understand why she went to to, um, New Orleans when she did, like, in the movie. It made sense to me, but I wish we had known more about what was going to happen in New Orleans. Well,
1: and I had kind of predicted it way early. Like, the second we see in the past... That her mom sleeps with him I was like oh she's his daughter Like you just immediately know But then the movie treats it like you couldn't Math that math for like 30 minutes (laughs) and I'm just like no 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 I've we have all (laughs) seen A million movies (laughs) that are like this Besides the
2: Okay, I have some thematic uh, critiques. Yeah, the themes are all over the place in this movie a bit. I think it's beautifully...
3: I like the soundtrack.
0: Ooh, uh, gorgeous.
3: Eh. gorgeous. <laughs> Mikey, I wrote two notes for this entire movie, and the first one is, and I'll read it verbatim. Hang on, let me get my notes up uh, It says... The top-to-bottom smooth jazz in this movie is so fucking good. It's beautiful. <laughs> the problem with
2: that is that there's more emotion in the smooth jazz oh, than yes. there are than the actors there on is. screen. Yeah. And it made me feel like all of these characters, their mood stabilizers are too of high dosage. And we've got to bring them down to feel more because it's like, you're actually my dad. Oh yeah, nice.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, that that makes sense. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. I don't think
3: anyone said
2: nice. <laughs> okay, cool, cool aren't you mad that mom didn't tell me no nah, that makes sense
1: no i should have asked yeah <laughs> yeah.
0: <I was> like, <laughs> and then
2: she's like the, the, the daughter may is like i, I should have told him i didn't want him to move it's on me to make him not move and i'm like what are they meet up and it's supposed to be like this high electricity romance and he's like "But it's just not
1: there the chemistry is just not there
2: he's like i'm gonna mumble about this and she's like hi and he's like Blah, blah, blah. And then our our cut to his job, and he's like, I got another job. And I'm like, oh, he's excited. I'm excited about it.
3: And I was like, I feel like uh, Mikey's Lakeith Stanfield impression is exactly the same as Mikey's Sylvester Stallone impression. (laughs) And I'm here for it.
1: Not far off I, and, he, and here's the thing I I love me some Lakeith Stanfield I do too uh, Me too Just not in this movie And the actress Who plays oh, May Is, is amazing.
2: So, so expressive And her show on HBO
1: Yes It's so good
2: It's so good And then like She is so much constrained In this role I was like What is the director Trying to say Like the more people Act like photographs The better the movie Will be
1: I think It's trying to it Kind of like Sins of the father kind of where she's trying to not make the same mistake her mom did like yeah. that's the whole thing this the themes are serious the yeah, feelings they feel serious. are very muted yes i feel like her mom in the past uh, aside from when in the future when all everything comes to roost everyone being really mu- muted i understood her mom's story in the past and i thought that emotionally was Worked for me. Yes, you know. Yeah, I cried a lot at the, the like stopped. the eighties love story, if we'll call it that, yes. like the parents love
3: story. Like, man, when she comes back and like you know, it's like May is his daughter, and yes. they're just not saying it the whole time, and, and she's, she's like, just don't like, get out of the quietly car, quietly
1: sobbing in the bus Fuck. depot. No, I feel you. Yeah, Paige. Yes. That that half of the movie aggressively works, works yes, for me. <laughs> but that it's, makes the
2: other part worse in contrast.
1: Yes, it makes it stand out and I think
2: it is just the chemistry's not there. I think so too. It's not just the chemistry. The characters do not react to these situations Like humans do.
1: I mean, there's that, but not
2: even remotely close. Like she's reading the letter. Like they just—they're not allowed to be fully expressive in a way. It sets up a lot of these characters would be. These are very serious, very emotional situations, and they're all very muted about every single one of them.
1: I think they're trying to display them as not being able to convey their emotions well, but in doing so, it makes it difficult to watch.
3: It makes it seem like they just don't experience the emotion at all. Anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, cause I think I cried more in this movie than anyone on screen did. <laughs>
1: Or at least in the modern portions. Well, yes. well uh, yeah, but and that's what I was gonna say. I was only
3: crying during like the '80s love story. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think there's the element of them trying to play close to the vest, but we're not actually seeing them experience the emotions and just not share them. We're just not seeing it all because we're not really yeah. getting people alone ever. Most
2: movies show them be muted to each other and then, like, drive away crying. And or, then like, cry yeah. at home, Without yeah.
1: Without those scenes, or, like, you're like... It doesn't make sense, yeah.
3: These robots are going to break up. That actually is a good observation, because if I had seen that, I would have been like, oh, they actually are feeling it. They just have trouble expressing it in front of other people. Well,
1: they keep talking about how they have trouble expressing it. So, like, yeah. verbally, Exposition Bot has told us, but, like, we're not seeing them actually experience the emotions. And then on top of that, like... We're not seeing them connect. They go on three total dates before she's like, I guess I should fly to London. And like, nothing in those three dates has made me think like these people have that lasting love that you should fight for. As opposed to in the past, we know that they spend a ton of time together. Yeah. He builds her that dark room. Like, there's all these things in the previous love story that's like, Yeah you two should have fucking fought for each other Yeah, And then in the modern one They're like we should fight for each other And I was like should you Even when they have sex There are blank stares at each other That is true (laughs) Although it was a very hot sex scene That went on for a
3: long time Just minimum movement and stares Is that not how it's done? Hang on. Wait, how do you guys do it?
1: Oh, Todd, this reminds me. This is not related to the movie at all. I just need to bring it up because it is like current. One of your people. Why are they my people? You'll get it in a second. No one should ever have sex in a house where kids are. And then it was that happens in this movie. I know that happens in this movie. But like literally on Twitter was like grown up should like parents should never have sex while their children are in their house. In their their house. Yes. That's crazy. That That was your your stance in orphan. No, it wasn't. Please go back and feel free to
3: listen to it. My stance was you shouldn't fuck in your kitchen while your kids down the hall in an unlocked bedroom. That's very different than they shouldn't fuck in the house at all. But this is more emotion than I've experienced for the last two hours. <laughs> that's true.
2: That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> You guys are crying this movie. I was like, I'm too thrown off by the
1: other story to get the, into the, the other one. The past story, the story in the 80s it really was crushing my soul. It really got me. The movie would have worked better if you took the the modern romance out of it. And just
2: had the girl discovering what her mom was about.
1: Yes, and and I would have sobbed so much. <laughs> it would have <laughs>
2: worked way better for me. It, it, and it just I I don't I didn't want to hate it. I didn't want to hate it. But I don't know. I needed I needed more today from a film. I wasn't in a depressed mood, and I was like, this is kind of bringing me down.
1: I didn't hate it, but I do think you're right. I feel like they're trying to contrast the romances, and that's where it breaks down. Whereas like one of them really really works. And if the focus had just been on that one, that's what I'm going with. And I would be
2: pissed if no one told me I had a daughter out there
1: and that guy
2: should be pissed a little bit.
1: I think he was, I think he'd work through it. I think he also kn- knew and then yeah. didn't ask and blamed himself, mm-hmm. which is, you know, not necessarily accurate for what happened, but I think that's, I think that's what happened, and that's where he placed a lot of that emotion. I mean, Paige, he could have asked in that moment, hey, is she mine? Yeah. Well, that's what he said, But he didn't. He even talks about it, and he didn't. And so, like, that takes place, uh, like, his dealing with that takes place off screen also. But I feel like what they do show us on screen for that interaction because he clearly, he's like looking at her, like he clearly suspects or whatever. When he said that, that kind of made sense to me. Yeah. And it's been 30 years, yeah. you know, or whatever it is. So like, I get that maybe you wouldn't be as upset after 30 years, but like, I would probably run to somebody crying <laughs> like 30 years later, you know, whatever it is. Instead, instead, May's like,
2: you're my dad.
1: And he's like, yeah, I thought I was your dad. <laughs> you want to boil some crabs? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, I think boiled crab is his love language And you know what? It's a solid love language I do
3: love how when Lakeith Stanfield First meets him he's like Do you want some boiled crab? And he's like no I ate on the plane And he's like that is the wrong answer Whenever someone asks you that and then at the end of the movie When he's like do you want boiled crab to his daughter May's like yeah I want him to be like that's the correct answer That's correct <laughs> Just to like button hook that moment from the beginning of it But I'll be honest with you The 80's love story to me In this is worth watching this movie For because you you Will see how losing Your mother and discovering that she Had a long lost lifetime love That she ran away From to pursue her ambitions Nothing wrong with that but like ran away from And regretted not Reconnecting at some point in her life when she was more successful and had achieved what she had achieved right like a daughter coming to that realization right after losing her mother gaslit her into flying across the world to like hey I want to give this relationship that's three days old and doesn't have a lot of spark a try yeah well, we call it
2: projection
3: that honestly makes sense to me her mom died a month ago she is fiercely in grief like she's making all kinds yeah. of bad decisions a it, it
2: complicated grief because she did not like her mom they didn't have a good relationship they had a certainly a complex relationship yeah I don't. Yeah, we don't really see a whole lot of it to be honest with you complicated grief is complicated that's why they call it that like you can you there's relief when people die if you're a caregiver there's like emotions that make you feel guilty for feeling them there's all sorts of humanity stuff but I mean I don't think the backstory forgives a mom for being not a good mother it doesn't really say that but i mean like you you can't yada 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 out of like not being there for your daughter or whatever if that makes sense
1: well but that's the thing it's like the the movie even doesn't say that she wasn't there necessarily like there are some things that she was like she stayed home and cried instead of going to this thing so she felt it you just didn't see it but it seems like she is there she is just working so like she's around she's just not giving the attention yeah but i think one of the things in this movie that she basically at the beginning of the movie She basically argues that She doesn't think her mother Was capable of love And then this story proves that She was But was bad at it Yeah And
3: that she loved in her own way And it was Yeah It was difficult for her And it was something that She wished she was better at Like I honestly Really love the 80s story And like I know Honestly feel a lot of like Man Like a lot of You know you You have those at our age You like have those moments In your life Where you fucked up And you're You regret it Maybe you don't want to go back to to it or whatever or even want to reach out to that person anymore but you like regret saying things you said or ending things a certain way so like really felt for that sort of timeline i don't i mean she ghosted that guy
1: she did like i'm not saying what she did was right no one says that you know like she fully ghosted that dude and and paid for it like that that's the whole thing is like she could love people But she She didn't tell them When she should have And when she sort of Needed them Like she could have Used some help I'm sure raising May Yeah probably Well I mean We do find out That she met Courtney B. Vance When she was like Three months pregnant With May Three months pregnant So they were already Together when she went back Yeah
2: <laughs>
3: Honestly Jackpot Courtney B. Vance Jackpot Great indeed. catch
1: Right Always
3: Love that Always man. Uh, But yeah I sort of like this movie I definitely think There are pacing issues And I don't think There's enough Chemistry for me to justify like Thinking May should move Although I guess that's not like really the way the movie Ends the movie ends just them like I know This isn't practical but we're gonna try and figure it out Which means that they visit each other for Four months and then they break up But (laughs) I really think this movie is about How a mother's tragic story And life coming to an end how that Made her daughter make a bad decision In her next relationship like this is Something she'll talk about in therapy in four Years see
1: here's If I was rewriting this keep the backstory Story the same. Keep the yeah. 80s version, all that the same. Yeah, because it's great. But have this happen when May has just broken up with somebody. Yeah. And it's her and that person deciding To get back together like that To me is more powerful than the New relationship version where they only have Three dates and then she flies to London
3: yeah Like so for me to fix it I, what I what I Would have liked to have seen out of this movie From the let's call it the present day Storyline yeah is it starts the same Way like Keith Stanfield gets on the case if you Will and discovers the girl but that Section is way longer not Like in the movie but it, it doesn't take place Over a month it takes place over A year and he writes the story About Katrina in New Orleans or whatever Or sorry the oil spill That happened in New Orleans right And then he goes back and talks to her dad more And then this whole thing comes out about them And then something separates them And he's the one that goes to her Yeah After writing a story about their story That they've learned like from The past timeline I think if there was more of them together And they had more chemistry I would have bought that story more I think it's because it's only a month They go on three dates, they have sex once Like, come on I'm not going to move across the world for
1: especially for someone that you don't seem to have much chemistry with, who doesn't call you back, right, and seems to be bad with follow through in general. I (laughs) thought
2: when he goes to interview the the dad again and she comes out the door, I was like, oh, they're going to fight. But instead, it's like I
1: thought so too.
2: And instead, it's just like it's just like saying, "I'm your daughter." Oh, you're here. I should have known you'd been here. And I was like, should you have? <laughs> and also, how would you have known to have? And, and I'm going to tell you about every fight I've ever been in with someone who I've dated. It doesn't start with, well, I did call you to tell you first, and then end there. Like, that's not the whole fight. That's the starting jump off part of I'm about to get belittled because I did not call her back. And I'm interviewing her dad who did not know he was her dad. Right. right? That's, like a, that's like a That's a. big discussion.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, It's like,
2: yeah. Let's let's all just like, you know, listen to smooth jazz and uh you know, put some butter on those crabs. Yeah,
1: that's true. I I would have read somebody the riot act over that. Right. Being like, exactly. What, we... <laughs> Maybe if you would have called me back, you would have known that this is my father and I've been here for a week. Where the fuck have you been? <laughs> I, I might have also now here not to play devil's advocate. I would have also texted in addition to calling because I am more of a text than a call person. But if I had like texted you like, hey, I have something really important to tell you. Like, can we call you know or something, whatever. And then, like, you never responded. I'd be like, "Oh, so this is over then?" <laughs> like, that's what just, I would. After a week, Paige, that's like what I would assume too. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Did you die?" Oh, I broke up with somebody for not answering a text after a week. Give me the tea. Okay, so here's what happened.
2: I have some date stories now. Hell Yeah,
1: <laughs> we briefly. Had matched on a dating site and had been trying to like coordinate like, OK, we'll go grab coffee, you know, like something, whatever. But we've been talking for like a few weeks and then all of a sudden, nothing just gone. Right. Complete like off the face of the planet. And I was like, oh, OK, so this is over. Page,
2: he had to go interview your real father in New Orleans.
1: <laughs> nope. Worse, and mind you, I was twenty six or seven at the time. Too old for that. Yeah, way too old for that. I was. I think
3: everyone's too old for that.
1: A week. <laughs> You're not going to talk to me a for week. a week. So I, I was like, oh, so this is just over, and I don't give a fuck because clearly I don't want to be with somebody who's going to just disappear for a week. For a week, right? <laughs> so then a week later, he texts back as if nothing has happened, as if there wasn't a week in between. He's like, so when are we going to go out for that coffee? I was like. Um, a week ago before you fucking disappeared for a week. And he was like, my mom took my phone for 10,080 minutes. Your mother had your phone. You can eat every inch of my dick, sir. I am not going to coffee with you. Oh, no. Todd, he lives with his mom and she got mad. And that was how she decided to ground a 27 year old man. And so I was like, oh, yeah, then aggressively. No. <laughs> like, like it was no when you ditched me for a week, but it's. Double no. After I've heard the reason. Now, Paige, are you sure it was a twenty-seven-year-old man and not two
3: number sevens and an oversized trench coat? Like what? <laughs> the, he was. His mother took his phone for a week. Either he's the world's I, worst liar, I, I, or I,
1: yeah, that's a troubling lying. situation. You don't want to get involved. With. Here's the thing. Here's what's. Here's what's sad. It's a troubling situation. I know it. I know it was true. I knew he lived at home because hey. Los Angeles, fucking expensive. Oh, yeah, I, I, you know, whatever. And he was living at home because he had dreams of becoming a luchador. And Paige. hey, I'm not saying it was a big loss. <laughs> I have
3: so many questions. Do oh you wait, he never met up with them. Never mind. I was like, no, we
1: never. We did never Did you met...
3: use the cape? But no, you no, wouldn't of have had course time. Not. Yeah, uh,
1: but he did send me pictures of his masks at one point. I don't still have them. That was like three phones ago. But like, he was like, I guess minor leagues. <laughs> like,
2: I I, I, there's some. Sometimes I forget to text somebody back for a few days
1: how long is a few like two to three? I can be like, Hey, this is kind of inconsiderate, but I get it, you know, no, I mean, but it, 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 that needs
2: to be kind of a uh, realization moment for me that maybe I'm not feeling strong feelings. If I can go yes, many days the point. without yeah. wanting to communicate completely
3: agree. Like if you're going to like leave someone on read for a week, you don't really care yeah. about seeing that person that much. And that person
1: should honestly move on and find someone that's excited to see them. It was not on read. It was delivered. I fully thought this dude just fucking died, but whatever. But like, it's different with like friends. Like I talked to my friend today that I haven't talked to for like a week and a half, and before that it was like a couple months or whatever, because lives are busy. Yeah. No, but as a romantic that. partner, I am yes. expecting to talk to you most d- days, most of the time.
3: Yeah, and it sounds like you had been up to that point. Like you had talked. Oh, to- yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Daily. Then just like gone, and I was like, man, maybe another luchador got him. <laughs> I mean I get tied up Into work stuff Your work shit's different If she had showed uh,
3: yeah. it, Like If when Lakeith Stanfield Showed up And she was like Why didn't you call me For a week And he was like I was running a hostage Situation for a week She'd have been like Oh my god I'm so sorry Are you okay You know So it's a different Situation Mikey <laughs> Or <laughs> She wouldn't have Believed me
0: And
2: sent that really Long text saying, did Not believing me That was honestly A very good story That was
3: very
1: funny But here's the thing Like two days Whatever sure. Shit happens Yeah yeah. Three, I'm going to be a little annoyed. But again, shit happens. A week? No, we've, we're have we broken up now. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter what level we were before. We are now broken up. Yeah, and I don't even <laughs> think they were like boyfriend and girlfriend. They had spent- No.
3: Like two dates together and had slept together once. Like that is, forgive me for saying this, mom. That's not boyfriend <laughs> and girlfriend material. That's like someone you hooked up with once.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've
2: got I've got to tell a dating story. I want to- Mikey, yes, you do have to tell a dating story. Let's do it. This is not the girl who was raised in the cult. I'm assuming it was more recent than that. Yes. It's the last couple of weeks. We went yeah. out, very nice, very initial attraction. We kissed. It was, you know. Did you feel the sparks? <laughs> yeah,
1: sparkies. Yeah. Yeah. Potential. Yeah,
2: good. Okay. Cool. And then um and then we went to play trivia on the second date we want to do something like activity wise oh yeah.
1: activities first two dates is is my
3: yeah, thing yeah i think like- that's Honestly great because sometimes At trivia your date might know A little bit too much About the southern side of the civil War <laughs> <laughs> is that is that What happened Mikey <laughs> no Okay okay it's kind of an Unfortunate like circumstances Please don't tell me she got hit by a car Crossing a street or something like that oh no,
2: That was trivia related so like
0: <laughs> She's like
2: I need to tell you though I'm really bad at trivia and I was like well No it's that bad everybody has their like categories That they know stuff in right she was really bad trivia i mean like (laughs) oh mikey That doesn't mean she's
3: not smart though.
2: No, no, of course it doesn't mean it. it. And also they were moving at a very fast pace. So it was like a high pressure kind of trivia situation. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mikey doesn't
3: fuck around with that lowbrow trivia. He takes people to like, was not expecting bougie it. trivia.
2: No, it was like trivia starts at seven, but then the restaurant closes at eight. So like they were like going through eight rounds of trivia in an hour Damn. while you're eating. And I was like, what is
3: happening? This is not what okay. The kind of restaurant closes at eight. It, did you take her to a cracker barrel trivia night? What the <laughs> shit? I, No, it's in the Gulch. They close at eight in the Gulch? Yes Anyway
2: So I was picking As you You pick on each other Sometimes In a date situation
3: Oh Mikey No Not when she is Self-conscious About appearing <sighs> stupid In front of this guy She's into Uh Okay So Oh man Mikey I know already This is your fault
1: Mikey You've <laughs> told us Like four different stories Where you attempted To playfully pick on someone And it went bad When are you gonna learn
2: To not be myself <laughs> no, to just <laughs> like feel it out a little
1: bit longer to see how
3: mean you can be to people. I, no, I was
2: I get it from you guys first off. Oh,
3: he just All I right. learned from watching you. <laughs> he just did that to us,
2: <laughs> yeah, mom and dad.
3: So I was like, okay,
2: we're like doing terrible, and it's like jokey, and we're like picking on each other. It wasn't just a one way. Okay, and it was like we like bombed this whole category, and I was like, what do you bring into the trivia table? I
3: was like, Mikey. what do oh, you, Mikey? No,
2: and I knew immediately. Because it was like we were the modern love story in this movie, where it was just the emotions (laughs) die. You
3: went from the 80s love story to the modern love story immediately. (laughs) So much chemistry, so much passion, to nothing. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like...
2: Yeah, and like I knew it, so I didn't know. Like I apologize. I was like, "Oh, I'm so, I'm sorry." I was just, I was just, just like
3: picking. So what you're saying, Mikey, is you guys had kissed before this? Yes. Yeah, because I'm assuming that didn't happen again at the end of the second date.
0: No,
2: that still
3: happened. Way to rally, Mikey. Not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a
1: good time. Not well, Not that well. Clearly. Well, I knew
3: <laughs> pretty qu- quickly that like, okay,
2: so that like that went too far or whatever. Yeah. And like she continuously brought it up throughout the rest of the date. yeah. Wait,
1: did you not apologize in the moment?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm just, you know, I was like, I'm just playing. You know? no, 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 did you
1: I say mean, I'm sorry? Yes. Like, <laughs> no, le- like I didn't know it was that like, I can see that this upset you. That was not my intention. I was right. trying to be funny, but it went too far. I
2: didn't see that it was like upsetting her until like 45 minutes later where it was like... She brought it up again, and I was like, oh, I'm then sorry. Then still I was just, do
1: it, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, then I
2: apologize. But then, like, the third time she brought it up, I was like, "I've re- uh, this is not good. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, and not that I was, like, I-, I wasn't, like, super, super into it. And she- I don't think she was either, but it was just, like, she was, like, I think that joke kind of triggered some stuff that, ha- that happened to me in the past. Sure. And so I was just, you know, I own that. I own that part. Okay, so here's what really happened. So the question was, what's a tornado on in the ocean?
1: A cyclone. Or Whirlpool
2: Yeah or a water spout Right those three things
1: I've never heard water spout Once in my life I've heard
3: water spout But I've heard water spout Over fresh water And cyclone over salt water mm. Although I don't know What's correct I honestly don't I have no idea I think they ac- they accepted both
2: Sure Okay She was like I know this Confidently wrote it It was like I don't even need To talk to you about it
1: What'd she write down She
2: put hurricane
0: Oh uh,
1: well Here's what's wild She's not entirely wrong Because hurricanes also Have an eye of the storm Like a like a tornado Yeah Like she is actually correct <laughs> Like, that mm. is technically accurate. Well,
3: Paige, what are you bringing to this conversation? Hurricanes <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> <Her> <laughs> are 300 miles wide, <laughs> tornadoes are three thirty feet. But that's feet. only mostly because of the way that they form over water. Like, like she's really not that, like, she's... I get why they marked it incorrectly, but I she's not crazy She's wrong. in the
3: ballpark for she's sure. She's
1: in the ballpark <laughs> yeah, for so sure. I was, I was just
3: like,
2: what are you bringing this trivia table? Don't even know the weather questions. And it was just like bad.
3: Yeah, that was probably the worst thing
1: to say. That yeah, yeah. No, that was not good. <laughs> I would have been fucking pissed because I would have been like, that was close. Yeah. And like, would not have really put up with people fucking with me about it for the rest of the night. I would not have been it happy. It sounds like
3: she didn't buy a
2: page. So you going to see her again, Mikey? Like, what's the deal? No. Oh no, no we, we're going to be friends. I was like, well, let's just be regular friends and we can practice trivia if you want to get better at it. So We're going to to trivia next week. She's going to go
3: with you to trivia next week? Yeah. I admire her bravery. Do you guys want to get into this movie so we can talk about it scene by scene?
1: Yes. Let's do it. All right. So. We open in 1989 and it's an interview video with who we will find out is Christina Eames photographer, who is the mother of the main character of this movie. And she says in this interview, uh, they ask her like, are you glad you came to New York? Yes. Do you miss Louisiana? Only the good parts. What do you like about New York? She's like, well, I like my work. And then you hear a child laughing. And she says, I like being a mother, but I wish I was as good at love as I am at working. And I'm sorry I leave people behind so often. Yeah. Which will kind of become the coda for this film, really. I feel like that is like the theme of her
3: story, which we will get
1: over the 80s love story right This is
3: a moment right. where you're
2: like ask like a friend Like how their day is going and they're like Well I just found out some very Terrible news and you're like oh oh, I didn't mean for this question to get this deep I was just like <laughs> wanting to go to the coffee machine And come back
3: you're like hey Josh how are you And he's like my aunt's got type 1 diabetes And I don't know how she's going <laughs> to handle it You're like whoa what the fuck is happening right now Yeah, They found a
2: spot on my CT scan And I'm like oh <laughs>
3: Is it like benign? <laughs> you just like don't know what to say in that moment. Because yeah. I need to get benign
1: you and get to the coffee maker. <laughs> yeah. But we cut immediately from that to modern day, where Lakeith Stanfield is driving along like a swamp road, yeah, past a destroyed harbor, and he shows up at a house where we meet Isaac for the first time. And this is when Isaac invites him into the kitchen to give him some boiled crab uh to sit down and answer questions. And he basically starts recording immediately and they start talking about a point I- I'm not gonna be able to pronounce it correctly. <laughs> Uh, But the place in Louisiana They're from Point La Hotch. I think that's it Yeah I mean that's as close As I'd
3: be able to get So yeah Mm -hmm. Apologies if we said it wrong It probably is It's probably way more French But we did our best
1: Probably Yeah Uh, But they were impacted By both Katrina And the BP oil spill And then before that Isaac talks about Having worked for Gulf Oil and he talks about being a third generation fisher, but spent some time in the military and kind of describes his life on the water. He's been there his entire life. He has seen it go through ebbs and flows and he basically says that they really destroyed us with that oil spill. That really yeah. was kind of the nail in the coffin of this community. Yeah. And he takes him through his house and he takes him through a series of photos on the mantle. And he's like, you know, this is my wife. These are some people. And these are some photos taken by this woman named Christina. Um, and this is a picture of her. And it's the one of her at the table playing cards. And he says she took these photos. She moved to New York because she was a photographer. And Lakeith Stanfield is like, does she have more photos like this of the area like for this article? Yeah. And he's like, I'm sure she does, but I'm not in contact with her. You know, I I let her leave and I should have chased her basically. Yeah. And the comment that he makes is I don't recommend getting older because you've got less people to talk to and more time to go over every regret. Yeah. I really love Isaac in this movie. He's a great character. Yeah. yeah. Like both iterations, like
3: young and old Isaac. I think both the guys who play him do an amazing job and, I mm-hmm. feel like Even though I know Logically they are Two different people Playing that character They feel like The same person Right you know Yeah So uh, they just do A great job And his character Is so like He's like the Ryan Gosling Of the movie You know like
1: Yeah yeah. Yeah. In, in a way, if Rachel McAdams never came back. Yeah, exactly. That version of Ryan Gosling, I guess. Yeah. We cut to New York and it's Issa Rae in one of the coolest coats I've ever seen. And she is opening a safe deposit box where there's a letter from her mom and then a blank envelope and a note that says, please read your letter first. Share the second letter with your father. Yeah. And it just says with your father. Now, we we will later meet and the movie doesn't immediately tell us their relationship, but we'll meet her stepfather and then kind of come back around to who her actual father is or her biological father, I should say. I thought that's why she wrote father
3: and not dad, cuz she calls yeah. him dad like almost immediately. Right. And when that scene ended and she hadn't given him the letter, I was like, oh, that's not her biological death.
2: It could also be because every character talked to each other like 1800s people where they're like, hello, father.
1: Hello, father. <laughs> I thought it was because she comments multiple times through the movie that it takes her a long time to get through the whole letter. That she struggles to read it and she's only reading portions at a time. Which for me was why they we took so long to get to where we got to. Because during the storm, she's only on like the second page. Yeah. So like, and she tells people like, I've been trying to get through it and even tells Courtney B. Vance at one point. She's like, I haven't finished it. Yeah, she's
3: like, my mom's just like the worst writer, man. It's so fucking horrible. Huh? Wrap it up, boo-hoo. I wanted to take photos. Aren't you being
1: paid by the word, Charles Dickens? Like, come on now. <laughs> I wanted to love you,
2: but the New York art scene was so, so cool. So cool. sorry. It was
1: so fucking great. <laughs>
2: Your real dad was boring and wanted to <laughs> raise a loving
1: family. Okay, but how how loving would that family be if she was there in Louisiana and constantly miserable? You mean like her mom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I mean. I'm yeah. like, if she had stayed, it would not have been better because she would have been miserable. I don't know. According to May, she wasn't that great in New York either. <laughs> I don't know that she planned or wanted to be a mother. Well- I don't know if she wanted to
3: or not. They never say either way, but I definitely think it wasn't in her plan to get pregnant when she did.
1: Yes. Yes. And <laughs> and I think that's going to impact sometimes how you feel about it. Some people take to it and they love it. And other people, maybe that was never what they wanted in the first place. That's not, I mean, you still have to treat people nicely for sure, but there's a part of me that's like, I kind of get it if it wasn't for you. Cause it doesn't seem like she was, overtly neglectful. She just maybe was cold. Yeah, that's what I was (laughs) going to say. I don't think she was necessarily like
3: a bad mom. I just think she was sort of distant. You know, like, Emotionally she kept people at arm's length You know that kind of thing Yeah, But I do think she cared for her daughter Like I think she loved May in her way And I think that's why we get the story we get But yeah like I'm glad we didn't get the full note read as VO Because I think that would have been very boring Yes And I honestly love the scenes that play out for us
1: Well and I think there's also an element that we see And we haven't gotten to it yet But in the background the, the 80s love story Of some generational trauma Where I think her mother Is very cold as well Like her mom also doesn't tell her she has cancer She just dies or whatever Mm -hmm. So like I think some of these are Learned patterns as well And so I can't really indict her all that much in this movie I would say A lot of it I'm like yeah I get that I mean she's sort of a badass Like she gets on a fucking bus And goes from New Orleans to New York And like
3: Makes herself a famous photographer. Yeah. That's so difficult.
1: Like, that's crazy. As a single mother, by the way. She's
3: a badass, but like, she is not a badass mom. You know, she is very good at one thing, and that keeps her from being good, I think, at others.
1: Not everyone is. Yeah. It's not for everybody. I think everyone
3: has, (laughs) at least, again, at our age, I think we are at the age where we start to look at our parents like people and less like parents And I think that that's what she does over the course of this movie. No, there is a
2: tinge of I'm kind of a bitch, aren't I? Energy to this whole thing where the whole (laughs) time she's like, you know what? I think I put too much thing into work and I'm not a great mom. While she's being interviewed, why the kid's still a kid? And like, yeah.
1: Well, that doesn't mean that it's immediately fixable. It's infuriating to name
2: your flaws and not work on them if you know they are affecting other people. You don't
1: know that she didn't. We don't get to see any of that portion of the movie. I
2: think we can pretty much... Logically figure out she did not work on them Throughout the movie
1: But all May even says about her Is that I wish she had paid more to, more attention to me than work Great That's like 50% of kids on earth
3: Or she was never there She said she was never there Yeah she was a single parent for most of her life Yeah When my mom was a single parent I rarely saw my mom too Yeah There's being physically there And there's being emotionally
2: there I mean I was raised by a single parent I get it Yeah But I mean like that's not what May's talking about
3: No, she's talking about how she was emotionally distant throughout... Her childhood Yeah And then if And
2: if and if the mom Is admitting all of this in interviews while May's a child That is annoying to me Because
3: she actually Never tried to do anything To like better her Yes
1: I understand But that. we also yeah. don't know That she didn't try She could have tried And not been successful
3: well, She should have put that In the letter then I guess
1: <laughs> I think that's what The letter <laughs> is for I think that's the a, letter Is her trying
3: <laughs> There is a thing Called li- too little too late I think the letter Is too little too late yes. yes Because Mikey I feel like she died Before she saw herself dying Like she Dies of cancer at a pretty young age I think yeah Mm -hmm. Well, she
1: also says in the Letter she she waited too long To get it checked out and by the time she Found out it was too late
3: yeah and I think that By the time it's too late she also realizes It's too late to Repair any sort of relationship with her daughter And I bet throughout like I'll I'll just Fix this later I'll fix this later Is what she was Mm -hmm. saying to herself throughout the career Mm -hmm. And then realized oh shit There is no later I am living out The last days of my life I have To make it right in The ways that are available to me with my Few remaining days or weeks or whatever Mm -hmm. And that's why she wrote the letter but I do think It's too little too late to actually repair the Relationship and have a good relationship Like if that had happened to me and that was One of my parents I would Forever be devastated for realizing that they sure. could have been capable of change and they didn't go about seeking that out so that we could have a real relationship i would be devastated
1: i guess i mean maybe just as someone who like if i suddenly had a baby would not be happy about it no i completely <laughs> like, get that yeah <laughs> like i kind of understand maybe being like fuck this was not the plan i wouldn't be like outwardly mean and and i would try no. my best but like Not everyone's cut out for it Yeah but I don't think you'd be bad at it Yeah but like Some people don't want to do it And some people aren't cut out for it And it's the fucking 80s And I think she has the kid Because she misses Isaac I mean we don't see that But that logically Sort of makes some sense to (laughs) me I'm not saying it's healthy I'm just saying Like Mm. you know I'm not saying it's a good idea I'm just saying I understand as a person How this happens And at that time in America You could
3: Mm -hmm. You could have an abortion So that was an option I mean it still is an option In a lot of states But like you know what
1: I'm saying Like she could have
3: terminated the pregnancy if she chose to do that. If she she could have
1: afforded it, which we don't know. That that is also
3: true, and she was at that point an assistant,
1: and she was seeing Courtney B Vance, and Courtney B Vance maybe influenced that decision a bit. Sure, but we don't we don't know that. I honestly would have liked to have gotten more of Courtney B Vance's
3: time in the movie but when at the end of the movie when Courtney B. Vance reveals sort of just through dialogue that he knew that he Mm -hmm. obviously he wasn't the father but he knew that who the father was and like
1: the whole time yeah
3: it made me honestly glad that the mother was at least able to share that with him so she wasn't alone in that you know but I we don't get any of their story and honestly that probably would have destroyed the pacing of this movie if we did but
1: well and and if we still had the modern story yeah I mean if you take the modern story out <laughs> then you've got a lot more time Yeah And and room I guess mm-hmm. in it um, Anyway so uh, she also has a picture In the safe deposit box The same one it's that exactly is in Isaac's house yeah.
3: yeah and that's the moment I called this entire movie And it's 7 minutes and 40 right. seconds in
1: <laughs> yeah They do not hide it well
3: I honestly didn't care though I-, I I was fine to go along On the journey I just didn't love The modern day romance Part of it
1: That's kind of my thing Is like yeah. If we know this early Your audience is smart Yeah They know this early Go ahead and proceed As if the characters Are figuring it out too Like You know We don't need To spend another Because from this point In the movie It's 40 minutes or more Until she Acknowledges it on screen Yes So like the. We didn't need to spend that much time. We could have like cut to her reading to the end of the letter and she's in Louisiana to figure stuff out. Like, That's how fast this movie could jump Through and then we're reliving Her mom's story at the time Like as she's going to these places What if she shows up
3: while Lakeith Stanfield Is doing the first interview With the dad and like oversees That's what I thought was
1: gonna happen Based on the synopsis
3: of the movie And I was kind of
1: upset that that's not What happened (laughs) because
3: closing up that That's probably like 20 minutes of story That we don't really need at the beginning Yep, You could have done so much more Stuff with the modern day romance to make Get more romantic,
1: right? So anyway, uh, we do get this is the first mini clip that we get as she's reading the letter of her and Isaac, and it's while May Issa Rae's character is trying to kind of pack up her office slash apartment, which by the way, that apartment was the tits. That was a beautiful apartment. <laughs> yes, it yes, was nice, gorgeous. But we cut to Lakeith Stanfield's office, and this is also where we first meet uh, the intern Andy that he is kind of friends with. But he stops into Chelsea Peretti's office and reveals that he was supposed to see a girlfriend when he was in Louisiana and didn't. And now they are broken up. So he gives Andy a job to look up Christina Eames, who is the photographer. We cut to the Queens Museum where Issa Rae works, where he is now shown up to kind of view the collection they have of Christina's work for the article. And he like immediately is just like, Christina, who? Who are you then? Like, let's, yeah. you know, wheeling and dealing. It's and it. Even though I think he already knows it's her daughter, he's just like yeah yeah oh no forget the photos so what are you up to later yeah (laughs) which I think for me would ring a little disrespectful personally especially if my mom had just died I mean literally just died guys (laughs) and he's like so uh
3: what that mouth
2: do like what yeah hang on a second it doesn't take a therapist to get a good read that she didn't like her mom that much
3: (laughs) so he was like all right complex grief currently going through it this is gonna be easy how are you today
1: yeah but (laughs) I mean I think that's I don't know Oh
3: you think it's real shitty For someone to Manipulate someone Who's going through Immense grief To sleep with yeah, them Yeah Yeah that's a wild take Paige I can't believe Do you think that's bad I can't believe I it. don't, I don't know. know I think <laughs> grief's an emotion
2: And I didn't see grief On screen in this film That's true You did not <laughs> You really don't She, she had about as much emotion If they were my photographs Yeah
1: <laughs> I'd say the one place you see grief is in the bus depot. Yeah. When the mom is like mourning the end of that relationship. It's <laughs> the eight and it's the eighties. Like it's if the eighties the love story. Really fucking works, man. I mean, I really
3: honestly think you should see this movie because that story is so good. That one works. This yeah. scene could
2: literally be like, Your your mom's photos were cool. Uh she's dead, huh? Do you want to get a drink and maybe like hook up or whatever? She'd be like, Yeah, I'm, <laughs> that, I'm not, that I'm not really sad. So yes. Your
3: mom's dead. You wanna fuck about it? Like that's sort of the vibe. She <laughs> says no. Yes. Oh, initially, by the way,
1: especially because she's like, I'll call you and then doesn't call him. Yeah. But she says that she wasn't really she was very independent. She wasn't great about staying with anyone. And I think maybe she just was not into marriage in general and whatever. And we'll find out later that it was probably that she just loved Isaac the whole time. Yeah. What are you going to do? But he takes this as like, oh, so like you know, I'm kind of mobile myself or whatever. Like, what are you doing later? And she's just like, I'll call you and doesn't. Yeah. But this is where you find out she's been an assistant curator for two years. He's been at his magazine for four years. Cause they have very movie jobs. Yes, they do. And he, he he looks through the photos and recognizes Isaac. And he's like, I know that guy. I've seen these photos. And he's like, did you know him? Because your mom knew him. And she's like, I don't know. We went once as a kid, but like, I don't remember that. Yeah, she probably wouldn't. She was real young. Yeah. But after she's like, I'll call you. She goes back to reading her mom's letter. Uh, and we cut back to Louisiana in 1984. And this is where we start to see the early stages of her and Isaac's relationship. Yeah. Where... She wants to go out to New Orleans. She wants to do fun things. Um, there's another girl that's like hanging around the dock that she's like, she likes you. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And he's just content with where he is and and with his life being what it is, or at least at the time, that's that's what he wants. And she clearly doesn't and it's yeah. okay for them to want different things but it means that they're probably not gonna end up together we're just gonna run well and
3: that's exactly what
1: happens Paige. i mean he clearly mm-hmm. just wanted to get married
3: and she clearly mm-hmm. wanted to have a career in photography and they both get what they wanted yes exactly i think they realize it maybe at different times but i think what they really wanted was each other and they thought they wanted marriage and a career uh, and at least i think for isaac he realizes he didn't want just to be married. He wanted to marry her. Yeah. And I think for her, she really did want a career. I don't think yep. she looked back on Isaac as like I should have stayed. Mm-hmm. I think she looked at Isaac as God. I wish he had come with me.
2: You yeah. know, if Isaac would have just gave her her own shrimp boat, none of this would have ever happened.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that would have solved everything. No. Campy,
2: jumbo shrimp scampi <laughs> Dumbo shrimp, fried shrimp.
1: But I think I, I think if Isaac had been like, let's move to New Orleans first. I think maybe she would have done that, and then they would have gradually made their way to New York, or she would have lived in New Orleans or stuff. I think there's other ways it could have played out. But I think you're right, Todd. I think he wants to be married, and specifically wants. Eventually, learns he wants to be married to her, yeah. not just married in general. Well, but she wants a career,
2: like yeah. all good rom coms. If they would have had some more conversations about it instead of just running away to New York and being like, I'm going to end this relationship and move because I want this so badly. What do you want to do it
1: pretty plainly she at one really point, does, Mikey? In the she kitchen really page, does. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. She didn't say goodbye. That's yes. not fair that she is in the wrong, yes. but she very plainly tells him what she wants and where she wants to go. And that she is thinking of going there. And he knows that her mom is kicking her out. So like thinking of going is much different than saying, I'm going to end this relationship
3: and move to New York. I think, I think I sort of understand your problem, Mikey. And I, I think I agree with my version of your problem And tell me if I'm right They have one conversation about it It doesn't go well And there isn't yep. another conversation about it After he's right. processed it Or you know yep. She's given him some time to think She just leaves right She just goes And that is a problem And Paige even said She doesn't say goodbye yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that is a problem Yeah of course But man that I, I feel like at the end of this movie You really see how like Isaac's decision not to go with her Like really hollowed him out as a person It haunted him for the rest of his life Yeah And I, I don't necessarily think we get that from the mom from May's mom I think she would have I think she would have chosen the career over, over Isaac again yep. I just think she wished Isaac would have come with him yeah and me too like if this movie was just the 80s love story and Isaac goes with them at the end I would have been like fucking love this movie Paige mm. how come whenever yeah. you pick a movie that you've never seen it's always a
1: banger and when I ever, <laughs> whenever I I do it it's fucking Emma anyway we see her come home after a date with Isaac. And this is where I think some of those behaviors are baked in from her mom because her mom is just like, you shouldn't hang out with him. He doesn't have any fucking money. So fuck him. Yeah. Now, I do want to say, because this is the 80s, her mom probably grew up in the 60s. Oh, for sure. There is definitely a, a generational trauma aspect to someone feeling like as a woman in society, they do not have the capability to potentially always provide for themselves, not because they're not capable, but because society is preventing them from doing so. I mean,
3: she grew up in a time when you couldn't. she couldn't, as a woman, have a credit card, you know, hey, right?
1: This movie, this scene is taking place less than 10 years after women are allowed to have credit cards. Right. So while it is very cold for her mother to be like, fuck that guy, he has no money, I understand where her mom is coming from. I'm not saying she's right, but I understand why she has that point of view. And I think that and her attitudes around that shape a little bit of what Christina's attitudes become, because at a certain point, Christina does prioritize her career over him, in part being like, if he can't, I will. Does that make sense? Which yeah. is, again, not great. Definitely room for therapy there. But like, I think that plays into it too. Yeah. Yeah. So we cut to, this is Courtney Vance and May Issa Rae, talking about her growing up. And this is where she's like, she was always working. I'm glad you were there because you became kind of that go-between parent. And she basically says, well, what if I'm just like her? Like, I seem to have these troubles too. Yeah. Maybe I am like her. And he's like, no, but did you read the letter? And this is where she's like, I haven't finished it yet. Yeah. Because I think Courtney B. Vance totally knows what's at the end of that letter.
2: <laughs> she's like, my mom never taught me to read. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what school is for.
3: I mean, she's a museum assistant curator. She can <laughs> read. I'm though. pretty sure she
1: can read. Yeah, she fi- she can figure it out. I think Courtney B. Vance already knows what's going to be in those letters. Because we find out later yeah. that he told her to write them. Yeah. Or at least was with her when it was happening. Yeah. Yeah. So he says... Finish the letter, then come back and talk to me about what kind of person she was, air quotes. More or less, I'll see you in an hour and 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, in this movie.
3: Uh, Of runtime.
1: But he he says, and I think this is something the movie doesn't outwardly say, but I think it is, she needs to go from seeing her mom as a parent to seeing her as a person. Yes. And I think that's kind of what Courtney B. B Vance is getting at here, where he's like, she was just a woman with flaws <laughs> like, yeah. hey, everybody got some. She just had these specific ones that were unfortunate. Yeah. So we cut to Michael Lakeith Stanfield showing up at his brother's house. Lil Rel Howry, a.k.a. Kyle. And this is where we find out about the job interview in London. And he has to go through telling them that he and Tessa broke up. Yeah. But this is also where they're like, you never date anyone for longer than three months. You have some commitment issues, maybe therapy. Um." And he's like, oh, I already met this other girl. And they're like, really? Like, dude. (laughs) I mean, he had just called him out
3: on like, hey man, you jump around real fast. And he's like, oh, hey, about that. And I just jumped around again. And he's like, really jump
1: up jump up and get down yeah <laughs> i do love
3: little ralph he's so good in this movie he is i think what kevin hart was in 2012 yes in this movie and he does mm-hmm. it just as well like i love him in this movie and yes. i love him as a tsa agent and get out too like yeah
1: t-s motherfucking a <laughs> yes
3: like the scene when he is sitting down on the couch with his wife and they're just bullshitting you know like he's stanfield and Issa Rae are just like bullshitting on the couch. I don't think any of that shit was scripted. I think no, they were just I having think that a was fucking all conversation. Yeah. And I
1: loved it. <laughs> and
3: it was just like. The
2: most emotion in the film. Yes, I remember the scene. Yeah, Lil
3: Rel, just make <laughs> him laugh and we'll just film you making them laugh for five minutes and that'll be that scene.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we cut back to him working on the article and he's re listening to the tapes from Isaac, which he does a couple different times in the movie. Yeah. But he replays this one section where he says, What would you have done differently? And Isaac says, I would have gone after her. And so then he asks Andy, do you want to go see a movie? Because they're going to go see a movie at the museum. Yeah,
3: he's setting himself off on a blind date. It's just that, right. you know, uh, May doesn't know that she's the subject of said blind date. <laughs> it's actually a blind <laughs> double date, it turns out. But he doesn't know that going into it. He doesn't know. Lakeith doesn't know, yeah.
1: It honestly... Uh she takes it better than I would have. I would maybe not have been as excited about this. You mean when some guy
3: you met once just randomly showed up at this thing you you mentioned you might be at? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty troublesome. I think the difference is she's into him, so she's like, "Oh. Yeah. Maybe I need to sort this out a little bit."
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But so she's prepping for this, you know, movie presentation, kind of sees him in the crowd, and she's there with her friend Rachel. Uh, played by Jasmine Cephas Jones, who's barely in this movie, but is great in pretty much everything she's in. I was gonna say she is critically underutilized in this film. <laughs> critically yeah. underutilized in this film. She yeah. is great in it. Yeah. So, uh, they end up watching the movie a couple seats away. They don't get to sit together. And afterward, he kind of sends Andy, and she sends Rachel. So they go off to a bar and then they have a love story off scene that off screen that we never see, but that just comes back at the end of the movie. Uh, and then he and Issa Rae end up going for drinks. And their like conversation over drinks is really supposed to be their kind of like meet cute chemistry we're into each other this is why this is so important in this movie and it's just not it's just really not yeah it doesn't work you don't find yourself rooting for them you don't see a sparkle it's just not there which is kind of frustrating I do think some of that is the, the Way the scenes are written like there's not Much like yeah. sexy
3: time chemistry So when they finally do have sex well, Finally they have sex on like their second date But like <laughs> there isn't a lot of <laughs> chemistry At that yeah you can tell how fast I move They don't have a lot of chemistry <laughs> because Like they the scenes that they were like on Dates in are not super Romantic
1: yeah yeah, yeah well and, and I think of like you know compare it to I, I mean any rom-coms Or whatever but like you only get the ones scene of them in the restaurant, right? And so I think yeah. about like even in something like a, you know, like while you were sleeping. Even when there's kind of a butt heads antagonist vibe, which is kind of how this starts out. Like There's this kind of cute push and pull with Uh it.
3: Don't take that to trivia, though. No, don't take that to trivia, Mikey. No. Mm -mm -mm.
1: But here we basically just get them stating facts and opinions with like a little, you know, tit for tat on the opinions. But like, it's not it's not them connecting and finding shared ground. It's just them kind of talking. I mean, are you talking about the scene of them arguing about who's their favorite rapper? Yeah. And this is where we find out his favorite is Kendrick Lamar. And hers is Drake. Bad decision, but whatever. I mean, sh- this is not the
3: only bad decision she makes in this movie, Paige. Truth. But Truth.
1: I do like this
3: scene and this, like, Tift. Tiffed- Part of the date because it sets up The gesture at the end The problem with it this does. is that's the Only part of the date we get So in this yeah. date that should be like One of those nights where you like You talk all night and it's like a romantic yes. thing Sort of like we get in crazy stupid love with Emma Stone And Ryan Gosling yes. not to bring him up again From a different movie but I feel like that's a better version Of this because they right. do have Moments in that that are sexy and moments In that that are like mm-hmm. funny and I feel like we only get the tift in this scene and nothing else. So there's nothing romantic.
1: Right. They're just arguing about their favorite rapper. Right. Well, and here's what I would have settled for, if that makes sense of like if, if she had like like logic instead of Drake? No, no, okay. no, no. I mean Kendrick is the right
3: choice. But like like <laughs> I I thought Lakeith Sanfield was gonna go for Paperboy.
1: Oh yeah, how could you not? Paperboy, paperboy. Every day it's paper uh, But like <laughs> I would have Settled for Just a little more Conversation on a couple Different topics And them Going to different locations Yes So that it seems Like more time has passed And it has been This night Of them figuring it out Even though We're only getting The same amount of time in On screen But that time Is better utilized Yes
3: You know Because you can I was going to say You can do that in A minute and a half Of extra time Like still have that fight And then they're like Let's get out of here Then you see them Like a montage Of them like eating pee on the street in New York or whatever yeah. and then like any talking montage, by the, the river or whatever montage. yeah
1: absolutely you can even do it in one location and I, I I already know you're going to make fun of me for this example but it is an example that works from a filmmaking perspective I cannot wait mm. ah fuck the date in Fresh before we find out like the sell by date in Fresh no <laughs> when they're in the bar and she does the cherries thing yeah and this is before we know how evil he is well because they move from the bar itself to a booth mm-hmm. right to and a that, booth
3: that suggests a passage of time right
1: right yeah the camera uh, the way that they do it in that scene is they track how many cherries are in the jar yeah so like yeah the jar gets lower drinks get lower and then every time we see them it's a different topic like there is an easy way to do that and in that scene they have a ton of chemistry It really makes it work i think some smaller changes like that in this scene would have really helped yeah the whole rest of it Paige. i'll say this about that analogy it's fucking perfect. Fresh is a rom-com you. until
3: 40 minutes into the movie.
1: I know. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that yeah. works
3: 100% because that's, like, 10 minutes into the movie.
1: That Yeah, it's, like, 10 minutes into the movie. And honestly, that dude eats and uh, He does indeed. He but, does. like, as a bolognese. <laughs> a lot of
3: bolognese. He's like, what are you bringing to this
1: dish? What are you bringing to the table?
3: Yeah, Mikey.
1: All that ass and no forks. Uh <laughs> Yeah, hey, they're not all winners. No. Nope. <laughs> anyway, so they, they have this date and, and she at the end of it is like, you know, he's like, just be yourself. And she's like, I don't know who that is. And I was like, that's a very big problem <laughs> that yeah. we should probably solve. Huge red flag. If someone tells you that on a first date
2: or second yeah. or whatever, we're considering this at this point.
1: I, I consider this first. This yes. is first date. I think
3: it's still the first, honestly. Yeah. Paige, I agree. Yeah. I think what she says there sets up what she says next, which is, do we have our own personalities or are we just playing off of ourselves? I really feel like The screenwriter Just wanted to get To Lakeith Stanfield's line You know that's why It's so important Who we surround ourselves with Right And that's why He wrote it this way Where she's like Having that stance Yeah
1: Yeah And I mean, I do like what happens next where he says, I was wondering if it was too early during in the date to kiss you, which is a great way to ask for kiss consent. It is. Good job. Nothing wrong with asking for consent. Nothing. And then we cut to like the next day where she is talking to Rachel criminally underused in this film. And she's like. It felt like we'd kissed before and he called me right after. Like, it made me feel kind of special. Yeah. And in this scene, Rachel is just like, nothing happened. I went home. But we will find out uh, that indeed she and Andy. I think she
3: looks a little guilty, though. Like, I think she sort of plays it's it really little, well and telegraphs it a touch. You know what I'm saying? guilty, mm-hmm. guilty. Yeah. I think yeah. she hooked up with the intern and just didn't want to let her friend know that she's. Uh, Good for
1: you, girl. Yeah. Good for you And
3: honestly All you do in that situation When you're like Hey uh, That dude you pawned me off on We hooked up last night That wouldn't make me look down on you I would just high five you And be like Spill the tea baby
1: Tell me everything Yeah So We cut to Lakeith Stanfield goes to talk to Lil Rel And he's like No she's awesome And he's like, um, excuse you, (laughs) like Tessa was awesome, but you didn't have to see her every day. And that's why you made it work. And like, you know, so we cut to the past where Christina is getting ready to go out and her mom catches her on the way out and is like, where are you going? And she's like, New Orleans with my friends and Isaac, we're Spending the night, And she basically is like, what are you going to do with your life? You can't just take pictures. You can't just be a photographer. That's not going to pay the bills. Yeah. And he can't take care of you. Get the fuck out of my house. Basically, like she says to her, you're too old to live with me, which made me assume that she was like 19, 20, something like that. That's exactly the age I got to. Yeah.
3: Had graduated yeah. high school. Hadn't quite found her career yet, but was like, I want right. to make photography my thing. But like that, that mm-hmm. is a hard thing to like get paid it for. Is. So yeah Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. but her mom is basically like when you get back start looking for your own place yeah side note love her butter dish in the background if you watch this movie look for it anyway so she goes out she gets in the car they go to this really cool jazz club house party kind of thing it was dope which is very cool it was and he asks her to marry him a couple times and she says I'm not ready. She's got things she wants to do first. Yeah. Yeah. He moves a bit quick. Yeah, I think so too, Mikey. Well, I think there's also, within the older story, I think there's an implication that they've been friends for a long time and romantically- Oh, I get that. Inclined for a while Yeah, I get
2: that I get They're that. They're just
1: young, you know And I think she's like I don't want to get married young I have things to do
3: Yeah Yeah, I got the impression That he was like 23, 24 at that point
1: I think they could be the same age Maybe a year or two I mean, mm-hmm. 24 doesn't surprise me Yeah, 1980 1980- This is 85, I think At this point in the story Yeah, 1985,
2: 23 is like Today's 47 Yeah,
1: yeah. Hey, my parents got married in 82 And they were 20 and 23 respectively So yeah. like yeah. So
3: it would have been right around That age of your parents, Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Anyway, so they have a a romantic night together that's very super hot. Yeah. Good job. And we cut to her waking up the next morning, seemingly very, very happy with this night they have had out in New Orleans and what this could be, which I think will kind of cause the conversation later because she wants him to come with her. That is what she wants. Yes. So we cut to Issa Rae reading the letter and again, still hasn't finished it. She's only on like second or third page. But she texts Lakeith Stanfield to be like, hey, can you come over and help me with this thing? And there is a storm outside. Yeah, it's the hurricane. Yeah.
3: Everybody guy likes that text.
1: Oh, come over (laughs) during the hurricane?
2: Yeah. Help me with this thing.
1: Help me with this thing. So he goes to her mom's apartment and they gather a few boxes and make their way back to her place. Yeah. Not before stealing their uh, that Al Green album, though. That Al Green album. And as, as I was watching this, I remembered that I went to school with a girl who's like Al Green's niece or some shit. What?
2: Alice Turquoise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she married out of the green name. That's the... Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
2: She married Blue, a blue guy. <laughs> blue, so that she's turquoise. Yeah, You guys get it? Yeah. The yeah. color wheel joke.
1: So they make their way to her apartment. And... He puts on the Al green. They kind of dance or she dances. They talk a little bit. Yeah. And he like shoots her
3: down to dance with her. Like these are the moments where I was like, that's where we needed the sexy we stuff. Needed like, the we needed the Like we need them yeah. to get close and dance and like be like very close to each other's faces and feel the passion. And he's like, stop dancing. It's weird or whatever.
1: <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Not only that, the, the conversation we get is a very strange choice. Yes because he tells her about a previous relationship where he was with someone much older yeah and then like talks about it and details it for a while and then she starts dancing and then we they don't talk about anything else they don't dance together yeah and then until she like comes back over and kind of has her head down like listening to the music and he's like why do you have your head down like you're praying and she's like i might need to and he was like what would you pray for willpower and i'm like really like i mean sure like he's very good looking i sure, get it yeah. but like
2: <laughs> you, you just feel the sexual tension as he tells him that he was groomed as a 21 year old by a married 45 year old
1: yeah yeah
3: yeah she's like man i've never been more turned on to hear about your trauma
1: Well, and and I'm sitting here and I'm like, this is clearly they're about to bang it out because it's the storm, like obviously, but it doesn't seem like there's enough chemistry to make that happen. There was
2: a split second where I was like, He fucked her mom.
1: (gasps) (laughs) Mikey!
2: Because the tone is very serious, and then she's like trying to seduce him, and then he's like, I need to tell you about a relationship I have with an older woman. I was like, It's her mom.
3: I think that's why he was so drawn to the photo originally, and then I was like, "What?
1: This is sort of like Age of Adeline what? right
3: now." Hang on,
1: it's it's a little more graduate than Age of Adeline.
2: <laughs> yeah, because this mom died.
1: Yeah, but like, how bonkers would that have made this movie? I even I thought screaming it was going that way, room. and I was like, <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> What if I'm just like my mom? I know, he's like, I'm counting on it. Oh, no. (laughs) Stop it, young gravy. Stop.
2: I thought he was going to go back and re-interview the guy and be like, hey, I just realized something. I had sex with your long-lost love, and I get it.
3: (laughs) It's just two dudes who understand. But that's the tone of the scene. It I thought is. we
2: were going into some serious, because he's like, no, don't dance with me. I got to tell you about something. And I was like,
3: that actually would make sense because it's so weird that he's like, don't dance. Especially when the scene ends where it ends. Like, if he had gotten up and danced and then she was like looking down and he was like, why are you looking down? And that whole conversation about praying for willpower happened and they had, had sex, that would
1: have been sexy and made sense. Not to bring it up again, but do you remember the second date in Fresh? I've watched that movie once, Paige. I don't jerk off to it. Whatever. (laughs) He turns on music and is like, "Let's dance," and gets her up to dance, and they goofy dance together. Yes, that's the second date. Yeah, like that's and that's how he talks her into like going away with him for the weekend because chemistry. That that's what I needed. Just a little bit of dancing. Just him dancing with her. That's all I needed to help me fix this. You're
3: right, Paige. If the modern storyline in this movie was a lot more like Fresh, I would have liked it. Here for it. Here for it. Honestly though The first 40 minutes of Fresh Are like romantic Like they're, they, it's great They are a
1: functional Romantic comedy Yes But I'm just saying like It is dancing It is proof that dancing works To generate chemistry And physical proximity Within a film Yes And she did sleep with him The second night
3: in Fresh She slept with him On the first date Ooh, that's day. right. Ooh. i mean it's sebastian stan i get it
1: i'm it's lakeith stanfield like come on dance with, like I mean, what you think he can't pull a sebastian stan he fully can are we at the sex scene on this one yet we're about to it's about to happen yeah. yeah
2: i have thoughts
1: okay let's dive into it because we do get a surprisingly long sex scene with three repeat shots in it
2: yes my favorite position is when a girl just sits on me and doesn't move and
1: stares <laughs> and just stares into your eyes. It's called the
2: staring contest where you just yeah. This is real hot, right? Whoever it was comes a weird.
1: It <laughs> I was like,
2: is he having weird sex because he slept with her mother but he can't tell her? I was like, I was like, what's
3: happening, Mikey? <laughs> Mikey, I have a very quick, strange question for you. Would you no. if you had slept with her mom? Oh, God, no. 100%! I...
2: Yes! No, 100%. Mikey, no! Thank you. Paige, you, you got to do it for the story. Like, my letter <laughs> to my kid when I'm on my deathbed is going to be so much more fun for me to write than, I wish I had a more energy to spend the time with you. Uh, it would have been like, one time I slept with a mom and then her daughter but they were very old old well like nice age they were very good it was a good experience It was
3: age appropriate everybody calm yeah. down yeah you, yeah yeah
2: but I did it so you didn't have to son it was just okay don't you can skip that one
3: She just sat on me and <laughs> stared
2: Yeah it
1: was very strange was
2: The mom was strange. much better <laughs>
1: Uh, the, the only, only there's a, there's one exception for me on this, and it involves a time machine where I get to go back in time to the 80s to bang 80s Kurt Russell. And then in modern times, I somehow rope Wyatt Russell into some sort of questionable scenario. But like, I'd feel weird about it still. I do think Paige has worked out the most ethical
3: use of time machinery and I'm here no, for it. No. I you. don't think yeah. so
2: about that.
1: I mean,
3: Mikey, you know you'd go bone Cleopatra if she was down, right?
1: That's a very strange choice, but okay. I think we've talked about this. I would go to the Civil
2: War with submachine guns and rob of uh, rob the Confederate gold like uh, and time get cop. away with time it. Cop yeah, like style. just like time cop. Yeah. Just like time cop. But in conclusion, yeah, I try that out.
1: In conclusion, they have a very upsetting—not that upsetting—just interestingly choreographed sex scene. Yeah. in this film, it's not inter- It's weird as shit. What what sex scene would you rather watch, this or the room?
2: Yeah, I would rather watch the room. There was more chemistry there.
3: Oh hi, Wrong. May.
2: <laughs> They look like they're having a psychic conversation with each other, but we don't get the voiceover in this film.
3: Oh, my God. That is exactly what it looks like. He's like, did you? And she's like, no. no. They're just like. Burr, burr. And I'm like, what are they trying to say with their they- eyes? What Lakeith Stanfield's trying to say is, I think I fucked your mom. And what no. she's thinking is like, this dude's great.
1: Here's the thing. In this sex scene, there are three. Count them. Three shots of just Lakeith Stanfield's pecs and abs. And I was like. First of all, thank you. Secondly, is this the same shot? <laughs> like three it different shots? Like I'm not mad at it at all. But what? <laughs> like, what are we doing? <laughs> but the staring, the, <laughs> the psychic conversation. I also noticed that, Mikey, I was like, what is it? What? <laughs> <laughs> they're she very wasn't moving, She's just <laughs> like staring, and I. They, th-
3: she, he is inside of her, and they just stop and stare. No one's done. Well, as far as far as I know, I, Mikey, do you think one of them farted and they're like trying not to acknowledge it? They're like, no, I mean, no. It really is like the psychic battles from that
2: South Park episode where they're like. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I think they were trying to do like Outlander does this all the fucking time, where like they they're just like looking into each other's eyes while they're having sex and it's supposed to be this like eye contact thing but, but they're, they're actually not. having they're sex just- in that moment. <laughs> yeah. I know. you could have had them just stare at each other naked in bed smiling and it would have made a lot more fucking sense than what I got there. What if she's like Doctor Manhattaning his dick and you just can't <laughs> see it. She's like telekinetic just like I would be talking if that was happening. Super Kegels. Like, oh! Okay. <laughs> I think what
3: she's psychically trying to say to him is it's okay, it happens to a lot of guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or it's <I> just mean, <laughs> I, what I really want is just a shot of her face and then just the soundtrack of Millie Vanilli's Blame It on the Rain. That's the thing. You could put so many different soundtracks on this scene and have wildly different
2: outcomes of what the scene is about. Yeah.
1: Blame it on the I was like rain. I get it you guys
2: you're trying to make a drama. This is too dramatic, you know.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thinking I'm picturing it (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry You were not alone Mikey Mikey you were not alone I was watching it and I was like What the fucking (laughs) I was like I hope no one loved this movie When we record because I just felt weird The whole time watching it I I love the 1980s portions Modern ones, not so much. <laughs>
2: just put it in. Okay. Now stare at me. Uh don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Just stare at me.
1: <laughs> Nearly
3: at the station.
1: Sorry. Well, to the point where like, cause she kind of like falls off next to him, I- you know, in the bed, and they kind of look at each other and I'm like, did they finish? <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know.
2: I think they're just hugging.
1: <laughs> yeah just like friends uh but then the power goes out yeah and an alarm goes off yeah the bad sex alarm
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Uh-uga. Evacuate! laughs> Oh that alarm was telling her she needs to get as far away from him as possible
1: your uber is
2: outside <laughs> do not make this man a quesadilla i've got to plug my alexa back in and have like a well, have a great night. That's like the keyword of. <laughs> I've called your Uber. It'll be arriving in <laughs> twenty minutes with like fa- with like the Star Trek
1: red alert sound effects.
2: <laughs> yeah, you heard the sound. It's time to go. It's red alert.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they they get in a taxi. And they go to Lil Rel's house. Yeah, because it's further uptown, further away from where the
3: hurricane's going to landfall.
1: I mean, I think we can safely say that no hurricanes landed in that apartment that night. But unless she was the eyes of the storm, just like...
2: There was no storm in anyone's (laughs) pants that day.
1: No, her apartment was the
3: driest place in all of New York. Cloudy with a chance of blue balls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'd rather have
2: no sex than just like (laughs) stick it in and stare at somebody.
3: You mean soak? That's what they're doing.
1: That's what they did. They are soaking in this movie, Mikey. No. (laughs) Anyway, they go to his brother's house and this is where she gets to meet the nieces. But this is also where they they send the kids to bed. Although the kids tell her about Tessa, the other girlfriend, which is going to come up in a little bit.
3: They do. And I do like that they actually communicated about it this night. And
1: he's honest with her. And yeah, I like that. Yeah but they spend some time with his his brother and his wife Asia. Yeah. And there Hilarious! I loved them. They're so much fun. Mm-hmm. They clearly have a good time together. They laugh at each other. They laugh at. Apparently, he wore a top hat the day of their wedding, and they will never let him forget it. I love how he's so like, good. He's like, I mean, you do stuff like this. You're like one of the smartest people I know, but you
3: do dumb shit sometimes. And he was like, I look good. And he was like, Man, the kids were asking you to pull a rabbit out your hat.
1: Like <laughs> this shit was so funny to me. So they end up going to bed. She can't sleep, so she gets up to read the rest of the letter, or more of the letter, I should say. So we cut to the past, where Christina is playing solitaire on that table, and Isaac comes over, and this is where he takes that picture. That is the one that ends up in a couple different places. Yeah. But this is where she says, don't you want more than this? And he's like, no, I want you. I want to be married to you. And she's like, I'm not ready. And he says, what more do you want? And she says, I want people to admire my photographs. I don't want my greatest accomplishment to just be cooking your dinner. I want to move to New York. And he says, I don't know how to make you happy. I can't see myself in New York. And she says, I can't stay here. Mm -hmm. And he says, then where does that leave us? Which for me is... Pretty clear. I mean, she definitely should have said goodbye. Yes. Well, I think she should have answered the question, where does that leave us? Well, we don't know. The movie cuts away. (laughs) But, like, it's assumed that they don't answer that question because he's mad that she never says goodbye.
2: Yeah. At least he learned how to cook boiled crabs.
1: (laughs) He should thank her for leaving so that he could learn about the crabs.
2: So unhealthy. (laughs) Terrible. They all just stare at each
1: other. Uh, But so she develops that photo that he took and then she gets on a bus to New York because she's leaving on that midnight bus to To New New York. York.
3: I really did like that he's the one that took that photo that started this whole thing.
1: Yeah. I
3: thought that was sweet.
1: That's very sad. And on the bus, she's initially sad to be leaving. And then the further the bus gets away, the happier she gets. Yeah,
3: She's chasing that dream, man.
1: Yes. So we cut back to modern day and Michael wakes up and she's reading and he's like, do you want to go outside? It stopped raining. And they kind of walk through the streets after the hurricane, nobody's out. It's kind of... So much
2: emotion. They said quiet. the street is quiet. It's almost like it's our street all alone. And they're like, yes, <laughs> it is. It is our street. Yes. What
3: an interesting observation you've made, Lakeith. Now tell me about your ex-girlfriend.
1: Right. And we find out that it was long distance and that's part of why they broke up, which doesn't bode well for the rest of this movie. Well, no, because he at this point has applied and it seems like maybe interviewed for a job
3: in London, but doesn't know if he's getting it or not. Right. He's in limbo about the job.
1: He's planning to move away from New York
3: City. (laughs) That's a second Matt Berry reference. My uh, Nearly at the Station was also a Matt Berry reference. (laughs) Nearly at the Station. And I should have given him credit for it, but yeah.
1: Yep. So. He's like, I didn't feel like I need to tell you tell you about it because she and I aren't together and I'm with you now. And I'm like, OK, but like people do talk about their exes. Though. Yes. I mean, I will admit that this is their second date
3: and maybe they, sure. they're not to the hey, what what is your previous dating history been like? Like that kind of right. conversation. But yeah, I do think knowing what she knows she should ask about it. Do you guys remember the uh, the date with the girl who was raised in the cult where she asked
2: me a lot of intense, like, really intense questions, like, what my political affiliation and, like, all of that stuff was? I
1: understand her asking those questions, but yes. Especially based on where we live, yes. I went to the same place for
2: dinner with, like, two friends, like, a friend um, this week, and the bartender was like, hey, you're back, because I, I have the... I- i have a gift card. this is like a way inside story i have like a like a weirdly large gift card to that restaurant and so i used it on the date and then i brought it back again for and like paid for like friends dinner because I, I, I and she's like hey it's you with that weird date i was like she's like are y'all still dating and i was like no and she's like she was very pretty though mm-hmm. and i was like did you hear the conversation she's like yeah that's why i like came by a lot because it was very weird <laughs>
3: Is this the bartender? Yeah. Was she cute? You should ask her out. That sounds like an amazing meet cute for a movie right there.
1: That's the best part of working in the service industry is eavesdropping on other it people's is. conversations. It really is. My favorite one was the time a guy shot off his foot. Go ahead. Mikey, you should go out with that bartender. You should ask her out. We'll see. Still got a little bit
2: more on that gift card. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mikey, Michael, Michaelson, you have to go back to that bar by yourself when she's working and be like... Yeah, I had to finish out the gift card. But also, it's a chance to see you again. Yeah. um,
2: yeah. I'd be like, what do you bring to the trivia table?
1: Old fashions, that's what you ordered, dumbass.
3: (laughs) Cut to three hours later, she's sitting on top of Mikey staring into his soul.
1: What do they call an underwater tornado? (laughs) (laughs) I like eye contact during sex. I just like also the sex
2: during the eye contact. (laughs) Yeah, the sex is part of it. Yeah. (laughs) It's part of it. It's
1: like Thomas S. Pumpkins. (laughs) David S. Pumpkins fucking whatever. Thomas is his brother. In what 1982 sci-fi horror film does Kurt Russell star? I knew it was the
3: thing when you said 82 because you had just talked about how you wanted to go bone young Kurt Russell.
1: I'm just thinking of trivia questions to ask into somebody's face during sex, but then also keep a scoreboard next to the bed. (laughs) what is the acronym for scuba
3: (laughs) self-contained underwater breathing apparatus let's go Mikey, you should take me to to trivia.
2: (laughs) We would have a
3: killer trivia.
2: We should go play trivia in Kansas City.
1: We should. I'm doing. I
3: would 100 do that. Yeah. I'll fucking clean up. And then Paige and I could be like, Mikey, what do you bring to this trivia? You (laughs) dumb motherfucker. Old
1: fashions that we ordered at the bar. I just want to know.
2: I I want you to know. I blame my dating problems on you two. Why? Hold on. I'll get there. (laughs) We friendly jab each other all the time And it's hard to like
3: shut that down No it's not In other situations No It's called being nice to someone you
1: want to sleep with I actively have, have to make sure I turn off roast mode In those situations. Yeah. Although Jake and I have been laughing all day about he went to Target today and and some lady in front of him just randomly started talking about how much she hated this book that he was reading and loved. (laughs) And he was like, I didn't really know what to say. And I was like, you should have been like, hey, bitch. (laughs) He was like, yeah, no, I don't think that would have gone fine in Target.
3: No, it wouldn't have gone well. (laughs) I
1: would have been if I was Sam, I probably would
3: have been like, yeah, it's not for stupid people. So I get it.
1: (laughs) Well, apparently. Her partner walked up and was just like, "Oh, I loved it." And so he was just like, "Maybe you're the problem, then, yeah. lady who doesn't like it."
3: Well, he was reading a Playboy.
1: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> erotic boob photography for dummies. Yeah, you know. I not mean, he was everybody. just trying to
3: see some of the work that May's mom was
1: doing mm, during yes. the late, ni- or, you know, uh-huh. early '90s and late '90s. He I keep it. setting the camera timer before her shirt is off. Yeah, you know. Rookie mistakes
2: (laughs) I've got two modes man I got like therapy mode and podcast mode I don't got an in between mode
3: You 100% should be in therapy mode on a first date Asking a lot of open-ended questions, a oh. lot of active listening, and just gathering ammo like Bartiz so you can show your ass.
2: <laughs> when, when you get paid for it, you don't give it away for free.
3: Then, Mikey, you're never going to get it for free, <laughs> all right? If you treat okay. all your first dates like you treat us, it's going to end badly. And you treat us like you treat like a, a good, close friend. You can't yes. treat someone you don't know like that.
1: Not yeah. Now, ah. here's the thing. Third, fourth... Additional dates. Oh, when people, yeah, it's When you different. know people better. Then you dial it back up Oh the only thing I learned is Trivia
2: is like A fourth or fifth date now Not a first two We're gonna play darts yes, Or some shit like honestly, that Honestly
1: Yes though Be- Anything that gets That competitive Put it later in the dates I
2: have a bit of a Competitive street When it comes to like Board games But other You know there's a lot Of people who do When it comes to like Games and 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 sports And stuff. people I have a competitive streak.
1: Here's my thing The activities that I usually recommend For first and second dates Are bowling and mini golf Because they're things That very few people Are legit Good at yeah everyone's mm-hmm. going to be Kind of bad and you can Play like you're competitive but Everyone's kind of losing and so It kind of works out and it doesn't Hurt people's good. feelings it's Good
2: tips good tips
1: I always took them rock climbing
2: also And I've told this on during Christmas Mikey times my family is Like very competitive trivia wise Like we have a biannual Like very competitive trivial Pursuit game that lasts like three and a half hours Each time or are like we'll pay like Two or three games of it and it's like and it doesn't end until like one, three of us have ganged up on one of the family members And they've cried and left the table And you think that sort of behavior is appropriate on a second stage
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm just saying If you don't like me at my making fun of your fucking stupid face Then you don't deserve me ever <laughs> I'm not bringing you home unless you're helping me bring home the trophy <laughs> <laughs> I, Mikey shows up to trivia wearing a shirt that says I don't date no stupids <laughs>
1: Oh, that's not. She was not
2: stupid. She's like in like way high in finance, and I was like, I hope we get a fucking finance question.
1: You won't. There's never finance <laughs> questions. <laughs> in trivia. But I I will say, my family doesn't do trivia as much. That we we love playing games where you have to like you give like somebody four words and you have to make a sentence out of it and stuff. And then you're literally competing to be the funniest, which is super fun. Uh, Or we go ham on fucking dominoes and just trash talk (laughs) each other the entire time (laughs) to the point where like my sister and I were neck and neck through 12 rounds of dominoes. The last time I was home, just like talking shit the whole time. Yeah, that's how it is. That's how, and I fucking won. What's up? Undefeated exactly. domino queen.
0: Let's Boom. go.
1: Boom. I'm not even good at math. What? Practice is
2: what happens when you do it for real. So like if you play trivia like that all the time, if you go play trivia, you go hard. It's just instinct at that point. And I you know, that's on me. That's on I I own that.
1: Todd. Yeah. Mikey, look over there. Todd. Yeah when we go play trivia in Kansas City, let's lose on purpose. (laughs) Oh my God. You sandbagging motherfucker, Paige. You sandbagging us? And then we'll go back to the Airbnb and I will just like wreck everybody at Domino's. Domino's and Scattergories. I'm just like an undefeated monster. (laughs) Paige,
2: I don't know how to play Domino's. Will you teach me?
1: Yes. Yes, let's play Domino's. I love Domino's. Paige,
3: I uh, am very much against the sandbagging plan, but I can be bought with Slap's barbecue. Yes.
1: Can we just eat there every day? (laughs) Yes, (laughs)
3: you mean like we did last year,
1: Paige? We did it two days in a (laughs) row, and I I have no regrets.
2: Paige, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give Todd... COVID Great So we can have time together To learn dominoes with Jake
1: Well you really need More than two people We kind of yeah.
3: need everybody So yeah. we could play We'll meet some people Down there What? You want to play dominoes With Mikey and Paige Back at our Airbnb No <laughs> No Tom no Mikey <laughs> that's what that's are you saying We'll are? meet people down there We met Paige down there Hey uh I don't know if you know this But my <laughs> podcast literally... Is watching you From the other side <laughs> of the bar And you have this Like cool and you've got, vibe We like your vibe Do you want to play dominoes With <laughs> us back at our Airbnb B, this is definitely vibe. not going to turn into a weird orgy. <laughs>
2: That's literally how we started this podcast. <laughs> we started this
1: podcast. <laughs> like
2: that. What do you mean? We're going to be people down there like Armando and, and Paige. <laughs>
1: you know, I don't know if Mondo plays dominoes or not. I feel like he does. I feel like Mondo and I might fuck up some dominoes. Mondo's got some domino energy to him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We we, we might meet another podcast, a nice podcast down there. We don't know. Anyway, they have the whole street to themselves, not playing dominoes or having human interactions. Uh, But they talk about the (laughs) ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, He finally tells her about London. Yeah. And she's like, Why London And he's like Well I felt like I needed to change And she's like And you want to change right now Like should we just Why'd we fuck then Like what's happening He
2: said I see London I see France
1: I saw your mommy's underpants
3: (laughs) 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 I think you're right Mikey They were too scared To go through with that storyline They should have done it Yeah Agree I think the reason She was just staring at him In their sex scene Is because he just said Your mom didn't do it like that
1: She's like, he looks familiar. Like a guy who came around our house when I was about 23.
3: No, in the background, there's just like
2: a dick pic her mom took, and she's like, oh, wait.
3: (laughs) Oh,
1: no. (laughs) (laughs) Why would she have
3: a framed dick pic that her mother got sent Uh, years ago? New York art.
1: No, like her mom took a picture of it. (laughs) That's
3: very fleabag, Paige. I love it. I'm it here for is, that.
1: It is. I I just recently rewatched Fleabag cuz I ran out of other stuff what? to watch for a bit. And I had gotten to the point where the stepmom is painting a portrait of them and keeps making Fleabag turn around cuz she only wants to paint her from the back. Yeah. <laughs> like her face doesn't even get to be in it. Oh man. It's a wonderful show. show. Yeah. Wonderful show. Also, new party down. Very pleased. Anyway, so we cut to back in the day, 1980s, uh, where her mom is applying for her job as an assistant. And that loft will become her photo loft. But I assume she inherits it from the guy that she's applying with at this point. And he's like, why should I hire some somebody who's just like fresh off the bus? And she's like, because I'm talented. And he's like, I don't care. Yeah. And she's like, I'll work harder than any of those other girls. And I won't leave you for somebody who's just going to get married. I want this because I want to do this. Yeah. This is not just a job for me.
3: Yeah. I'm not here because my dad got me the interview. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And she gets the job. We see her tiny apartment with a very cute kitchen. And she calls home. And this is when she finds out her mom died and... Uh, he got married. Isaac got married. We don't find out she he's married yet.
3: She doesn't find out on the phone. Oh, that's it's true. so much worse, yeah. man. Because literally the next scene is her at I thought the it was funeral. like yeah, like the funeral, right? Or at least like a visitation. Like right. but either way, it's like her and that friend, right, from earlier right. that they went to New Orleans together. And she's like, I'm going to go see Isaac. And you can tell there's some information that she doesn't have that her friend doesn't necessarily want to give her, but has to give her. And that's that he got married. She's only been gone three months and he's already married.
1: Yeah. And she said he's angry than I thought because he didn't even come to the funeral. And they're like, no, girl. He married that other girl that hung around the docks. Yeah. And she drives over to the docks and sees the two of them getting out of the truck. And so she goes back to New York. Doesn't see him. Yeah. Yeah. Which I
3: think had he not gotten married, she would have come back and been like, I'm pregnant. Will you please come to New York please with me? Please come to and New York I think with Isaac me. would have, uh, but you yeah. know, he was already married. It's sad. It
1: is really sad.
3: You just got to tell people these things.
1: Yeah. Because I mean, people don't wait for you if you don't get, yeah. you know, like. Yeah.
3: And,
2: and he, he deserved an informed decision to like divorce and leave.
1: Oh,
3: yes. I think had she shown up and been like, hey. I'm pregnant. He would have been like, I, "Listen, I forget the new girl's name, but new girl Ashley, I, Ashley, Ashley I can't do this. I love her. She's oh a hundred percent gonna have our child. I have, I have to be with her. And I think, yes. as sad as that would have been, they both would have been much happier throughout the course of their
1: life." Yeah. Here's the other thing, too, because it's in the past and there's no cell phones that like that's why it took so long. That's what creates this time where things kind of get out of sync. Yeah. So we cut to a couple years further in the future and she's in the loft. And this is the first time we see May at, at work with her in the loft. She's just sitting there by herself
3: while her mom takes photos. It's sort of a sad shot, I think. But her mom's honestly just working. You know? Yeah. And figuring out how to be a single mom, which I sort of get. But I think it's shot in a way that makes it seem sad. But
2: she's not a single mom. She's with, what's
3: his face?
1: Courtney B. Vance. Oh, I guess that's true, but you don't
3: see him in this scene. But
1: yeah. I think he's the one playing with May. And we don't see him. I think he's off screen. Okay. But May seems to be kind of playing. I think he's either there. Or he's off working and May is... Just alone. I thought that's why she was at the photo loft. Yeah. Because she
3: had to bring her to work and she could do that because it's not like they're capturing video. Sound doesn't matter. So like if
1: the kid's playing or even like making noise or whatever, it doesn't matter. My hairstylist used to bring her kids all the time. Sure. Yeah. It was super normal. Anyway, uh, so we cut to, they come back to Louisiana, they go to her mom's house and this... See, this is one of those things that makes me think like I, I we are missing parts of the story, and I do think her mom was cold and maybe not great at being a mom. Yeah. But I don't think she was like malicious or or anything because we do get the shot of like she sets up the stock pot so they can take a photo together. Yeah. And, like clearly she cares about her. Yeah. You know, I, or whatever. I just think she's a
3: little distant. You
1: know, I don't think she's very open with her feelings. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't think she's a bad mom.
1: Yeah. Isaac drives up and she's like i I sold the house and he's like yeah well it only took you four years and that's the point at which i was like see i suspected that may was his kid this whole time yeah but now i'm mathing the math and may is definitely his kid oh you mean because that kid is clearly three years and three months old and he's like i haven't seen you
3: for four four years
1: (laughs) yep and he takes them to the the bus station yeah man uh but she's like don't get out to, like just drop us off And they
3: show us A lot of that ride And they are just Sitting in silence And man May's mom is like Not saying anything But saying so much With her face Like yes. it's just acted like the young Isaac and May's mom in this scene do such a good job even though they're not talking because when they get there he goes to get out and she's like don't get out yeah but she leans over May to kiss him on the cheek and it's like mm-hmm. it's not just like a pop kiss on the cheek it's like a I yeah I want to kiss you a different way kind of a kiss and then she gets out and goes and sobs in the tra- in the bus station yeah. it's so mm-hmm.
1: oh it's so sad.
3: sad I was weeping at this moment
1: yeah And we cut to Isaac's House Modern Day. And this is the one where, Mikey, I am fully with you, the emotions in this scene, (laughs) questionable. Yeah. Because... May shows up and Isaac is like, can I help you? And she's like, I'm I'm May Morton. I'm Christina Eames's daughter. And he's like, is she here? And she's like, no, she passed away. Now, we do see in his face, you see him get very, very sad and yeah. almost cry. Yeah. And then come back from it. Yeah. But that's the only time. Because like, he's like, well, I'm sorry to hear that. When? And she was like, about a month ago. And she left me this envelope to give you. Now, at this point, I feel like he, once she says, I'm her daughter, and I have a thing for you. He uh, an envelope for you. I feel like he has to be like, because you're my daughter. Like, I think he I'm, knows before
3: reading it, but then reading it is confirmation yeah. of it.
1: But yeah, no, I think
3: I think he knew already. Honestly, Paige.
1: Yeah, and and this is where he's like, I should have just asked. Yeah, <laughs> you're just like what what a strange reaction yeah <laughs> like you're not even gonna hug her like what's happening yeah like
3: yeah, we don't see them hug like I would no. absolutely want a hug from this person that is my father who I can now have a real relationship with
1: and you know that like because she stays there yeah. for a while with him in that house so I would assume that they're like okay we're gonna try and have a relationship yeah and like Eat boiled crab every day Or whatever She asked Lakeith Stanfield To like move
3: there She's like We should move yeah. here Or some, or come back Or whatever Or come so back So she clearly or something. wants To pursue a relationship With her dad You know Like yes, to get to know absolutely. him absolutely Yeah
1: yeah and who should show up but Lakeith Stanfield and it's like probably a few Days later yeah. I would say or a few Weeks later we don't know how long she's there
3: I got a few days but who knows it doesn't Really say
1: who knows but we we cut To him in his office and He basically tells his boss I got the job And she's like congratulations but I hope It doesn't work out hey, yeah He's it's like, too well, much
2: that's too much Emotion he said hey I got the job and then she Goes oh well I hope it doesn't work out and then it's Like
1: and it's Chelsea, Chelsea Peretti too It's Chelsea Peretti yeah who
3: is like Normally over the top and really good at doing all of that. these people are usually
2: good at all of this acting business
1: but it's another case of like chelsea pretty is hilarious yes. and is given little to nothing to do in this movie i bet they toned her down i bet they were like hey yeah. can you tone it down because i bet her playing it
3: down is still bigger than what she was in this movie
1: yeah like i, I don't know well, it's even like the friend Rachel, who's been gone for an hour of this movie and is about to come back in just a little bit. She was in fucking Hamilton and she's in blind spotting the movie and the TV show and is amazing. Yeah. And she has like four lines in this movie. And you're yeah. like, they have more chemistry as friends than like anybody. Anyway, underutilizing some of their smaller characters. Absolutely. Well. I mean, she was
3: one of the Schuler sisters. Like yeah. she's a Broadway star, Paige. You're like yeah. yes. And we see I her know. twice in this fucking movie. <laughs> twice in
1: the movie. Yeah. Underutilized twice. for sure. Gorgeous. Yeah, just, yeah just twice. Absolutely. In the movie. We cut to him Because he still owes them The article uh, On Isaac And he's like Listening to the tapes On Christina And how he's like Isaac is like I should have gone back for her Yeah And May is calling him And he just doesn't answer And we know what
3: May Is going through Like discovering her father And like getting to know him And all this stuff And he's just like Eh I'm good Eh. (laughs) He doesn't know any of that But it makes it seem Like he's a (laughs) shitty dude To us The viewer Because we're jumping From her like Discovering all this shit And calling him And he's just like, nah, we had sex once It's fine I wouldn't call it sex
1: (laughs) We soaked (laughs) We had a staring contest once (laughs) It's fine I won though Uh, Anyway,
3: (laughs) I didn't pull out until it had wrinkles So That's how how soaked it
1: was (laughs) We cut to He goes to talk to his brother And his brother's like, so you're gonna say goodbye to that girl, right? And he's like, I don't know (laughs) Like, man, maybe not Which is an insane thing to
3: say When we're supposed to feel emotional in 30 minutes when they are together at the end of this movie. Yes. And, like, literally, he's like, nah, I probably won't.
1: Yeah. No, no, I'm good. It's insane. It's crazy. So he drives back to Louisiana, shows up at Isaac's house. She's there. And instead of being like, what the fuck, asshole, I'm going through this whole thing. I just found out this guy's my father, the guy you were interviewing. And you're just like, here, you can't pick up a damn phone like that. And then even when (laughs) later and, and like the same night... When he reveals the whole London part. Yeah. The fact that she's not like, What the fuck? Cause she she does say she's like Right. <laughs> we had all day and you didn't say this to me, but I'm just like, why didn't you pick up the phone?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then later where she's like, I should have said something. No. I was like,
1: <laughs>
3: What?
2: <laughs> These people are
3: bananas. I think what she was referring to is when they actually have the conversation about London. She says everything the opposite of what she wished she had said. So I think when she says, I should have said something, she's talking about that specific moment. It's not the opposite. They say nothing. They literally say nothing, which is not the opposite. Oh, no. He says, I'm going. And she says, then go then, more or less. Yeah, like, They say quite a bit in that moment.
1: Well, and she says, she's like, I didn't feel like I could ask him to rearrange his life. And I'm like, that's fair. And if you don't want to be in a long distance relationship, that's also fair. Yeah. <laughs> like, you probably shouldn't be together. You've only been on like three dates. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. I
3: absolutely don't think they should be together long term. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they should be with someone they actually want to have sex with and not just soak. <laughs> not just stare at. Yeah, and then his motivations are not great either. Why do you want to go
2: to London? I feel it. Well, yeah, yeah
1: why I do you want to go to London? I wanna change.
2: Because it's London. It's cool.
1: Hey, London is really cool. I, I, I love have been London. Like, he doesn't talk like that, Paige. He's like he's like telling his brother,
2: I'm going to London. And his brother's like, Will you miss me? I will miss you. Yes. Why are you going? I just London could be
1: Fucking love fish and chips dog I need no. to get my hands On some Tato's
2: <laughs> It's way more emotion He just says I want to go
1: Yeah I'm like oh, I could never be this
2: man's friend Because I would always ask For more specifics And that would drive him crazy I want to go to London <laughs> Why? I just need a change
3: A change from what? What are the next three words In that? Like well, I need yeah. more than I just want to change You're moving Yeah Literally to a different country That's five time zones away Let's have a bigger conversation About this
1: Yeah I think I feel like the conversation should should be like, I've enjoyed my time at my job, but I feel like I'm not really challenged there anymore. And I think moving to London, it's a really great opportunity with Associated Press. It could challenge me more. I'd live in a different place. I think that's exciting. It's better for my career or whatever. We don't
3: get any real reasons except for like, I just really dig UK's vibes. I do though. I it's mean, like, like whenever anyone on Perfect Match is describing why they want to be with Francesca, and they know they can't <laughs> say because she's hot, I can't.
2: I can't fucking deal with when that other guy with the with the fucking ponytail was like Will? surprise Francesca. Yeah, I want to be with you.
1: Uh. And I was like, what? And then she was like, let's talk about this though. She's like, I'll see you on the outside. I was like, she's gonna fuck him hundred percent.
2: When yeah. she's
1: like, I want always
2: an open relationship. Don't fucking talk to any other women. I was like, this is bad. Like, bro, that's not good.
1: That's not an open relationship. That's just her cheating on you <laughs> while you don't get to even look at anybody else.
3: And the guy she said that to Damien the next day was like, yeah, I think we're like really getting close emotionally. And I was like, she's getting close to emotionally abusing you. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, watch Perfect Match. It's amazing.
1: My favorite is like at <laughs> certain points in the finale. She's like, people think I'm mean, but like they just don't get it. I was like, no,
3: we get it. That's the problem. You
1: are. Are mean. You
3: and (laughs) bartice belong together.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we can't. We we'll have to do another bonus to recap the finale.
2: Yeah, let me get through it. I'm gonna text y'all tonight. Okay, okay, okay. Well, we just gotta finish this movie up, and I can get to it.
1: Yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So (laughs) they decide to go to New Orleans, right? Yeah. And they kind of retrace Christina's steps. Yeah. They even go back to her house. They see her dark room. They go to the same dance club. And at that club is when he's like, by the way, I'm moving to London. And she's just like, we have been going to my mom's places all day. Like, this is an emotional day. He's like,
2: also, I've been in your mom's place.
1: No, (laughs) I've been in your mom's
2: place is probably. (laughs) I've mm -hmm. looked into
1: her eyes, if you know what I mean.
3: (laughs) I
2: left something in her dark room.
3: (laughs) No. I was very afraid when they go into the dark room in like the modern day situation because it looks very Shaq-esque and I was like, please don't have sex. Please don't have sex because if they do, there's no way Mikey's not going to bring up the time I had Shaq sex on First Avenue. Hold on. Shaq I've got sex, a, baby. I, I,
2: I was so close. I was like three blocks away today and I almost went for it, but it was like rush hour. <laughs> I didn't want to go over there.
3: I am not at all afraid you're going to take a picture of that place because A- you're too lazy and B it's still proof that I got laid somewhere. So like, I don't
1: care. <laughs> I need to see the pictures.
3: It honestly looked a lot like this, the inside of this building that they were in, except it was smaller. It was more intimate.
1: So paint brushes for tactile play. Uh, <laughs> anyway, when they get to the dark room, they kind of make out for a little bit. And I'm like, why? Like, he just didn't call you in like a super emotional thing. Like Why? I don't understand. He has been ghosting you
3: all week and would have been continuing to if you weren't magically at the place he showed up at.
1: Right. Yeah. Anyway, they get in an argument. He leaves. We cut to the next day. She is at Isaac's house. And Isaac is like, why didn't you leave with him? And she's like, it's complicated. And he's like, yeah, okay. that sounds. I feel like I kind of understand this kind of (laughs) situation. You read the letters. And he says, look, I don't blame her for leaving. She was unwavering in what she wanted. She said that's what she wanted to do. She did it. Yeah. I'm upset that she kept you from me for so long. And her letter does apologize. But at the same time, like, I understand what she did what she did. It's a long time ago. I kind of forgive her at this point. Yeah. But maybe you have a chance to do something different. And then we get like the last portion of the letter and voiceover that's basically like, I chose pictures instead of people. It was the only way I could love. And it's her basically apologizing. Yeah. But we cut And this is where we see her Crying in the bus station So sad
3: Brutal Yeah the mom May's mother crying in the bus station Yes Yeah Uh,
1: But then we cut to May And Courtney B. Vance Talking about it And Courtney B. Vance is like Oh, I've known the whole time. Yeah, she
3: made me promise not to tell you. And honestly, like I said before, that made me so happy that she was she, the mom, was at least able to open up to Courtney B. Vance about it, who she was married to yeah. and I think honestly deserved to know. But also it's nice to know that the mother had some support in carrying that weight.
1: Anyway, he tells her that A, he promised not to tell, but B, he met when he met her mom when she was three months pregnant. Yeah. And his mom and her mom turned him down at first. And was just like hey I'm still kind of in love With somebody else like whatever Because of
3: the timing of it I got the impression that Courtney B. Vance met May's mother Right before she went back for her Mother's funeral and then when she got back From the funeral she was like well that door Is closed with Isaac and Maybe she was Mm. there was an attraction With Courtney B. Vance I may as well explore that And she does but she was honest with Him obviously because she was Maybe not even showing at that point But was pregnant and he was still super into It and there's no way she would have had to have told him obviously you know i get it mikey i know you got it when i was like watching this movie and i realized when he came into the story i was like that's a mikey move that's like a real good guy move you know what i'm saying that's (laughs) such a mikey move
1: yeah but this is also where he tells her the story of like hey when you went off to college and she's like yeah and she didn't even come and he was like oh she stayed home crying she was devastated (laughs) like you you did not have all the information Basically uh, And she's like Oh And he's like She was bad at goodbyes And bad at communication Who's What's lazy happening? now you bitch You found <laughs> this photo online
3: Mikey <laughs> <laughs> But I'll say this. That photo looks way better than it looked when I was oh, in there. I, I'm gonna, I've got to get a, a normal one. Good, hold
1: on. I'm pulling, I, ha- I didn't have the chat up because I was concentrating no, on making a, Facebook
2: a podcast. I from the romancing the Pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am right
3: now confirming that this is, in fact, the shack. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God. Todd.
3: Yep. <laughs> there's no coincidence that there's a baby stroller in this photo
1: page. Todd. It doesn't even have a whole roof, No, it does. What's in the center that looks caved in with ivy? Oh, is there two shacks? Oh, yeah. Those are two different shacks, Paige. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah.
3: yeah, that's a bush in between two different shacks. Although, surprisingly enough, there wasn't a bush in that shack that night. Oh, boo.
1: <laughs> Free the bush! <laughs> so, we cut to... She's going over all the old photos and negatives for her mom's retrospective. Uh, And this is where Rachel pops back in to be like, going out to dinner with Andy, and I'm like, I want to see your love story. (laughs) Like, what's happening? Yeah,
2: she looks happy.
1: Yeah, anyway, (laughs) this is where Issa Rae's like, I think I fucked (laughs) fucked things up. You didn't. He's the one who didn't call you and didn't tell you who's Going to London anyway yeah so We watched the videotape of her Mom and it's the same interview as before but it's Her basically saying like I wish I didn't leave so Many people behind I wish I'd been more open About my feelings and We cut over to his office where we find Out that Andy's not an intern anymore which I don't think we mentioned it but when Lakeith got Promoted
3: or not promoted but took the Job that was sort of a promotion But he's leaving the magazine he's at to go To AP London he asked If they could make I think his name's Peter the Intern he's like Andy thank you He asked can we make Andy the intern Can you sort of give him my slot right And Chelsea Peretti was like absolutely not I hate you don't leave me but She does I I really get the vibe that She's a really good boss and really loves him but She doesn't know how to show it right (laughs) Just like everyone in this Movie they are unable to show Their love for each other
1: yes
2: (laughs) Well what you guys didn't know is That this movie takes place on The planet Vulcan
1: (laughs) (laughs) They just like Take off a
3: hat and reveal the ears. (laughs) Everyone's been wearing beanies the whole film. (laughs) I thought that you were going to say that Chelsea Peretti also had sex with May's mother.
1: (laughs) No. But good for them if that's what happened. Anyway, so we see May packing up her mom's apartment. We see him in London where he gets a package and inside are tickets to see Kendrick Lamar with a note that says he still makes me feel guilty. I love that she
3: didn't sign the note because she fucking knew he'd know it was her. And I love that.
1: And she only sent him one ticket so he wouldn't ask anybody else. (laughs) That's a smart move. I got the impression that it only it had only been like two weeks since they had last
3: spoke. Yeah. You know, so it hadn't been like. Three months where he might be dating somebody Else but you know you still want to like Make sure that yeah, they yeah, are, yeah
1: you know so he shows Up and she's there so they meet up And he's like I've been miserable without You she's like I've been miserable without you I don't want to be practical we'll figure it out Yeah and I don't want to wait years to Figure it out yeah So let's go hear some music. And And that's that's the movie. movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about the photograph? Every time I do it makes me laugh. Uh, (laughs) I like the past love story. That that one really works for me, but the present one, not so Mm. much.
2: It was so self serious that now my pick for next week is so absolutely bonkers and safe.
3: Yes. That makes me happy though. We need some of that change up in our lives. And Uh, I love the hyper seriousness of this. Like, I really love the past story. Like, Paige, we've been sort of saying the whole movie, but uh, the whole episode. But I really feel like the last scene doesn't carry really any weight because. There isn't really much to build them up as a couple in the modern day scenes, so yeah. it just feels like okay, cool. So you went to go have a fuckcation in the UK, and I'm, then you guys are not going to be together. Yeah, it's, yeah. A better thing would
2: have been like him saying the whole time, "I'm missing something in my life. I need to change. I need to go to London." And then, at but the end, you him were being, the changes I yes. needed.
3: And then he came back from London to say that yeah. to her. I think that that would have been great because then that's Isaac. Passing on, don't make the same mistakes I did to Lakeith Stanfield's character. Yeah, I, I think and I feel like he needs some of that too, because Lakeith Stanfield is not like a
1: great dude in this movie. No, and one of my biggest things is like I'm way more invested in Isaac and May's relationship that's what I have way more emotional investment Honestly, in same. is a father and daughter finally getting to spend time together
3: yes no I completely agree but I do think the love story in the past is worth watching this movie for and everyone's yeah. good in it I just don't feel like it's like no one had emotions after 1989 in this movie right and that yeah. is a little frustrating I also feel like they wrote their main male lead as sort of a bad guy like not a bad guy maybe but he's not really good to the film Female leader.
1: Conscientious or caring. Yeah. Which is an interesting choice, I would say. But Paige. You already mentioned you didn't have a lot, if any, fun facts, but let's talk about them. So do you have any fun facts for us? No, because if you go to look up fun facts for this movie, it's literally Get Out fun facts, where they're just like, all these people were in Get Out. I was like, no, I know. I've seen Get Out. It's phenomenal. It's one of the best horror movies in a long time. Uh, But like, uh, what about this movie? And they're just like, oh, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Well- Don't hit us with those fun facts.
3: They're none. Fun facts. Nailed it. Sorry. Well, let's talk a little bit about Box Office then, if you don't mind. So this movie came out in 2020. As you said, Paige, what do you think the budget was for this movie? trying to remember
2: 2020. What happened that
3: year? What
1: was it? Well, this probably
3: got funded in 2019. But no, when we talk Box Office, you'll need to think about that because you're right.
1: Yeah. I'm going to say this was... Uh, 20 mil Okay In budget Mikey what you think
3: I- I- I'm gonna say 15 Mikey you're Exactly right It was 15 million dollars On the nose Now this movie Came out On February 14th Valentine's Day Which I think <laughs> is Appropriate for what They were going for In this movie That's what movie. they were Trying for yeah. yeah for sure Um, It was Fourth in the box office That week uh, It was beat by Another like Huge Like romantic February, uh, Valentine's Day hit Sonic the Hedgehog was number one that week And then Birds <laughs> of Prey was number two Number three was Fantasy Island Number four was obviously The Photograph And number five was another rom-com called Bad Boys for Life I'm assuming it is, I haven't seen it Yes, yes Now, what do you think The Photograph brought in In its opening weekend?
2: You know what I saw that night? With Molly Je- Uh Uh-huh, we went on a Valentine's Day date that night. You guys have never romantically dated, right? We went to the movies Just Her and I and Dinner, I think... To see what's the movie with the wish in the islands? Fantasy Island. Uh. We saw Fantasy Island that night.
1: When you had the opportunity to see Birds of Prey and or Sonic the Hedgehog. And or Mistake. the photograph?
2: First off, I saw Sonic Hedgehog and it's amazing. It's yeah. great. That and Last of Us, two best video game things
3: <laughs> adaptations <laughs> ever. So did you get to live out your fantasy islands? That Night with Molly? No. That's unfortunate. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. So what do you think it made in its opening weekend, guys?
2: Not a lot. I don't remember this movie even having a commercial.
1: Six million.
3: Okay.
2: Nah, I'm going to say four. I'm going low.
3: It actually made twice as much as your highest guess. It made $12.1 okay. million in its opening weekend, which is not honestly bad yeah. for honestly this type of movie, although it is in like the right time period around, you know, Valentine's Day. But for it to make back 12 of its $20 million budgets opening weekend is not bad. Yeah. The thing that impacted this movie was COVID, obviously, because uh, it was only in the theaters for five weeks, and the box office receipts, like, for all movies, started dropping off towards the end of February, yeah. you know, because people stopped going to public places because they were afraid of COVID. And then, of course, right. everything shut down in, like, mid-March, and that's when this had its final week, was the week of March 13th. But what do you think it made in the domestic box office in 2020?
1: I think... Because it only had those few weeks yeah. But it made 12
3: 22 okay
1: yeah I'm gonna say 25 you're
3: both a little High it made 20.5 Million dollars I do Think without COVID it would have made 25 30 35 but because Even when it was in theaters the Time like it was just cra- you guys remember It was crazy people were like yeah it was crazy Even like Republicans who later Went crazy were like maybe we should stay home because We're old you know and it's just killing all old People anyway yeah it also it also made another $126,000 in the international box office, but it suffered from the same fate as COVID here, right? So mm-hmm. it didn't make a lot over there. Um, so it made a total of $20.7 million. So it did make more than its budget back. Uh, if you factor in the whole marketing thing, they typically spend about twice the budget on the marketing. Mm-hmm. It didn't, I can't confirm that. And I don't remember seeing a lot of marketing for this. And a $12 million marketing budget, you'd see the marketing for that.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing some of it. And I remember people being excited for this movie to come out because of Issa Rae and Lakeith Stanfield. But then I don't remember hearing about it once it came out.
3: Yeah, me either. But I mean, we were hearing about COVID this whole time. So it makes sense to me that we didn't. But that's your box office. So, Mikey, do you want to hit him with that romance scale?
2: Yeah, romance scale is a scale of 1 to 10 of how romantic we found the film today. Paige.
1: I'm going to give the 1980s storyline a 4, And the modern one a one. (laughs) Fuck, Paige, I was gonna give the
3: 1980s storyline a six. And the mm. modern a one for a total of three in this movie. Yeah,
1: there you go. Yeah. Uh, like for a total of two overall in yeah. this movie for me, I guess.
3: Because the old storyline really works. I realize they're not together. And I don't want the two main modern day story people to be together either by the end of the movie. Yeah, I don't think they should you know? be. But man, I just love that old story. The 80s story it was so good. Yeah. I'm going to
2: give it a two overall. Okay. I think mean, that's okay. fair. Yeah. And that's the romance scale. Do you think they're still together?
3: I do not. I think they are together for four to six months and then they break up because that is the Keith Stanfield long distance like pattern. That's what he does. Yep.
2: Yeah. I think less because you have to really communicate well in a long distance relationship. That's fair too. And
3: they're further away than like New Mm. York and New Orleans. Like. Yeah, That's a bigger commitment, financially and time-wise But yeah, no, I don't think they're, they're together So this week, Paige, you made us watch the photograph Mikey, what are you going to make us watch next week? Okay, friends Hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> We shall be watching
2: 2022's Redeeming Love Wow Wait, Mikey, um, I've Mikey,
3: never Mikey, is this what I think it is? Is this, this what movie? I
1: think it is, Michael? <laughs> I think I know what this is Let me read you the <sighs> synopsis
3: Sold into prostitution as a child. Yes, yes, this Angel is Angel knows nothing is. but betrayal. Can her heart ever be mended? Based upon the novel by Francine Rivers. Mikey,
1: <laughs> I watched this Thank on a you. date. Thank watched... <laughs> you. You watched this on a date and it
2: starts with child prostitution? <laughs> okay, okay. No, let me, let me tell you a, a better synopsis because that's very dark. <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, it is no very dark. Though. It's a old west like Christian rom-com it's a western Christian (laughs) rom-com yes where she's an old west working at a saloon as a sex worker and he loves her so much he convinces
3: her to leave that life (laughs) I can't fucking wait (laughs) this sounds amazing (laughs)
2: there is a there is a part in this movie
1: that's about 40 minutes in that's so absolutely did your date laugh at it or did only you laugh at it I
3: cried last night. <laughs> <laughs> is it when the main character slept with the sex worker's mother it's no. worse it's
1: worse how is that, that possible that worse? i can't even tell oh my god i can't
3: wait well your homework for next week is to probably watch a very frustrating movie called redeeming love so mikey do you have a review for us to read
2: no, I'm still reading about Redeeming Love.
3: Well, when, once you're done, well, while you're reading about Redeeming Love, let me tell them how they can have their review run right on the podcast while you pull one up, Mikey. And that is to live as a five-star text review, and we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? Okay, this one,
2: <laughs> we've had something, this is pun intended, we've had a review bleed over from horror version. Oh, no, oh. what happened?
3: <laughs> Kiki Star? Kiki Star, okay. What does Kiki Star have to say? Pooping on the floor is comedy gold. (laughs) (laughs) That is a technically
2: romance in the pod reference. After listening to y'all on Horror Virgin and Paige on Cult Podcast, I had to follow RTP. Okay, yeah. You three are hilarious and have the best chemistry. Agreed vampire babies pooping on the floor what more could you ask for fuck five stars
3: (laughs) that blade episode on horror virgin like it was back-to-back weeks it was you pooping on the floor and then the vampire (laughs) babies episode of blade was just it was that was a banger week for the thruple it was great
2: yeah i tried to explain vampires wearing condoms after they turned at work and it was just like you lose a lot of context when you're not listening (laughs) to the podcast
3: -hmm. Well, Kiki Star, thank you so much for that awesome five star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your five star review, Leave us a five-star review.
2: There's there's like four new reviews that are like talking about pooping on the floor. Yeah. Mm.
3: That's what happens when you uh, release banger episodes. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin, and that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on, but Paige gets around, and she is on two other podcasts
1: That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us.
3: To completion.
1: Stare.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I call it the so- the super stare soaker.
1: Ugh,
3: I don't like it. Especially when we're doing it doggy style.
1: <laughs> she got to turn her head all the way around. I know.
3: It's like, it's like exorcist levels. I'm not
2: opposed to that.
1: Bye. Mikey, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: She's a demon in the sack, Paige.
3: <laughs> Mikey's dating the devil's daughter, nerds. <laughs>